Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Oh, turn my volume up. Turn my headphones up. <laughs> the hell? Oh. Yeah, so, um, oh, that's why I can't hear myself. Okay. Wow, can hear myself a little bit more now. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. It is Friday night. But, uh, you know, uh, this is the show that's happening tonight is a show that has been in the works for uh, a month, maybe a little bit more. Um, not in the works, but it's been in the back of my mind. It's something that's been something I wanted to attack. So, you know, everybody listening to today's show, we are asking the question or we're talking about um, are men who exclusively date transgender women fetishizers um you know there's a lot of narratives out there that say yes um actually that is the dominant narrative um but that is all people that aren't actual cis het men so you know uh it's time that the men spoke for themselves and it's time that we offered our own thoughts and opinions on the subject because i'm not going to let anybody else speak for me i'm going to speak for myself so um, before we get rolling into everything, um, wanted to just quickly explain why we do this show again. For those of you who have listened before, you know this already, but I do this show for the men. We do this for the fellas. Um, this is supposed to be conversation and information that, you know, really gets the minds of other men out there running and thinking and, you know, so, ladies, we love to have you here. You are very welcome to listen and comment during these live streams or, you know, comment on these posts when I put this stuff out on Instagram. But at the end of the day, this is a this is a men's space that you are getting a look into. And, you know, um, this is really tailor made for us. So, you know, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning like a motherfucker, because this is going to be a heater of a show. And, um, you know, we're going to say some shit that folks ain't going to like. So um, that's just what the fuck it is right now. So uh, before we get rolling, I'm going to introduce the guys that I have here with me today. Uh, you know, one of my day ones over here, my main man's Mike Brooklyn. What's going on, man? What's going on, bro? And then we got a newcomer to the show. Uh, 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 wait, what, what's his nickname again? Uh, the friendly neighborhood weed smoker. The friendly neighborhood weed smoker. My main man, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Takes What's a good going on? What's going on? Yeah, so thanks for joining me today, fellas. And um, you know what? Fuck it. Well, hold on one second. Uh, uh, we are going to dive right into this shit. Um, and I'm going to just ask a question as I have it written down here. All right. Our men who exclusively date trans women fetishizers. And we just going to start out with a yes or no. Fuck no. no. Oh, not all of us. Uh, oh, not all of us. Some, but not all. That is uh, the key. Always, always. So, um, you know, when, when you hear people, you know, when you hear people and even some women say, you know, all these niggas, that, that like us or the you know they they want us this this and that all these guys coming at us they're all fetishizers all men that are attracted to us and only want to date us are fetishizers 
what are some of the things that you wish that person would know? Like, what, what are the things you would want to say? Like, I guess we're talking to them right now. So, I mean, what do you say to all that? I'm, I'm going to really start off with Mike because I think, I think he's got some decent insight on this. All right. So if I'm fetishizing you, then that means I'm, I'm after you for like one thing and one thing only. And that is a, just to fuck you and then leave you or B I'm after you just because of the fact that you are specifically transgender. Like that's the only reason I'm for you. And like I said, I'm going to wham, bam, Thank you, ma'am. I'm the fuck out of there. But if I'm dating you, like I'm actually dating you, that means I'm taking you out to dinner. I'm getting to know you. I'm introducing you to my people. You're introducing me to your people. So we're actually building something together. That's not fetishizing. That's dating. That's being committed. And it's trying to build toward a future. So you can't call me a person fetishizing you when I'm trying to build with you to have a future where maybe you might be my wife, maybe I might be your husband, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, so so when you throw that title of fetisher out there, you really got to be specific in who you're talking to. That's all I'm saying. Real talk. And I, I definitely fucks with that notion because, you know, I've heard often, I've heard over and over again from people, well, transamorous is just fetish. I, I don't even respect. I don't even acknowledge the title of transamorous because these niggas is just fetishizers. <laughs> and, and that's some, you know, that's some bullshit. That's some dismissive bullshit. And, you know, I, I would even say it's some bullshit mired in hate, whether it's coming from trans women or men. I've heard them for both of them calling us fetishizers right off the bat. Um, it's just, it's really, I don't know. I, it's Sorry, y'all. It's just some shit I just don't agree with. You know, I date, yes, I specifically date women in the trans community, but like Mike said, I'm looking to build family. I'm looking to build a future with a lot of these girls. I think really a lot of that shit comes from the dominant, you know, sex work culture and community. Yeah, I'm going there, motherfuckers. Uh, You know, I mean, a lot of the niggas that come at them and their experiences with men is based off of purely sex. And these motherfuckers trying to get an experience that's just different. Really? Um, and, and I know a lot of people have lived experiences with men fetishizing them for, you know, uh, 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 for their body parts and just for them being trans and stuff. And, you know, all I'm here to say is that's just not everybody out there. That's the men that you messed with and your lived experience is valid. But my lived experience is just as valid. I know plenty of men that aren't just about that. I know plenty of men that do look for life partners in this community and that are looking to have healthy relationships. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I think we really, really, like I said, in my last episode, we really got to get away from blanket statements about entire genders. And I think we have to get away from, we have to move toward more towards, you know, some of these men out here, some of these women out here, some of these, we really have to talk about some and not all, because when we talk about all, it come, it's very antagonistic and it's very angry. And I get that, you know, people have had things happen to them. And, you know, I am sorry that certain things happen and I am here to stand, you know, stand with the women and protect and be an ally and all that stuff. But, you know, uh, like I also said in a previous episode, 
I did not sign up to be Jesus Christ. I did not sign up to bear the sins of all men who have wronged you in your life. Um, I'm not them. And I'm not responsible for every man out here. I just really think that, you know, offering each other human decency right off the bat instead of hate um, is is really is really the answer. And I yes, I know that, you know, people offer you hate right off the bat as well. But if I come in and say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I like and I'm here to be an ally um, and, and I'm here to respect you as a human being. Um the least you could do is just give me that same same opportunity instead of demonizing me as a fetishizer for who and what I like. You know, that the outside Jesus and the church already does that demonizes me for what I like. Um, you know, I, I think we really need to do a better job of being allies of each other. And standing together, really, instead of, you know, jumping to this to this shit and um, I'm sorry, I, I didn't let Brother Roy in. Brother Roy, do your thing, man. I know you got some thoughts on this. Well, first, I'm going to just say this, man. They call me that F word. I'm going to call them right back. And we're just going to go from there. When they, when they decide they want to get to know me, then, then, we can, then we can talk. But until then, they want to play these cat games, we're going to play these cat games. Because as, as we all know, we see it every day. They do it just as much as we do it to them. They do it to us. And we don't bat an eye. We don't complain about it. We don't say nothing about it. We okay with it. We like it. We love it. Some of us love it. Some of, some of us welcome it. But the minute we say a woman is beautiful, oh, we the F word. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused. So you're saying you know, I, that, so I'm sorry, I'm just trying to be clear on this. So you're mm-hmm. saying that trans, uh, um, some women in community, see, some but not all, some women in community fetishize men's bodies as well. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. All right. We well, see that. We see that. Well, I know I see it. I mean, shout out to Science Queens. I I, I have to be honest. <laughs> Look, I know, Mike. I know. I know, man. But I just think it's, I, I think that's a, a form of fetish, fetish, fetishizing, really. You know, oh, Lord, it's big. And it's just like. Well, you got to be big. And it's like, if I heard a dude talking like that about women, like, nigga, you weird. And I'm not even taking you seriously. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Why does it even matter how big somebody's like, why would you even care how big your girl's dick is? Like, what the fuck? That's weird as hell, dude. Like, th- that that shouldn't be a defining factor whether you're going to fuck with her or not, you know? Um, because, I like a cer- because I like a certain size in the ass and the breast, I'm fetishizing, but... When I don't have a six pack or my dick is not as big as they like, <laughs> like I, I don't, I, I'm confused. Like, so that's why I say now I'm mm. at a point where when they when they throw that word at me, I'm gonna just call them the same thing because y'all do the same thing. Okay, and um, yeah, I'm gonna interject. We got a comment real quick right here from my main man, the OG Yoda himself. Troy Kennedy, he's watching. <laughs> so uh, for all the podcast folks that are just listening, can't see this. Um, Troy says the women usually call us fetishizers. I'm sorry, the women who usually call us fetishizers usually have gender identity issues. I prefer trans women with penises, and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, nobody should be ashamed of that, and we will get to that. 
in a little bit. But, you know, I, I just think that when somebody is honest and earnest about who they like, what they like, and they say, look, this is me. I'm stepping out into this space and this is what, you know, um, I, I like and this is who I am. And these are the women that I choose to love. Um, I think turning around and smacking them in the face with shame and judgment and guilt, you know, uh, to make somebody feel like who they are is wrong. is really fucked up, especially from a community of people that know what that feels like. You know, um, and, and I'll throw up a comment from from Ellie or L Halo. It's not a fetish to have a preference. Uh, amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, the comments sure. are not jumping as much as they usually are, but we got quite a few viewers here. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, calling all men who who are uh, who are, are uh, transamorous and, and all men who specifically date women in the trans community, whether it's pre or post, whatever, um, I, I think it is straight up bullshit. It is dismissive and it's very antagonistic. And obviously, if that's the way you want to be and if you are comfortable with being antagonistic of all men, period. Fine. You know, that, that is, that is your way to be, but you know, I, I just think it's very hypocritical, you know, especially when you're, when some people are this way and very hateful and anti-cis men, but they, you know, gleefully enjoy keeping a stable of trade around them at all times. And, you know, talking about, Ooh, my trade this and Ooh, my trade that. But then, you know, turn around and look at the niggas that's out here trying to trying to uh, 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 enter into healthy relationships and and, and, and be somebody's happiness. Um, you know, ooh, fuck that nigga. Ugh, I, don't, I don't fuck with that nigga. Like, what the hell is that shit, really? Um, you know, there's a difference between us who, and when I say us, I'm talking about just the men who are here, you know, for wives, girlfriends, healthy relationships. You know, a lot of times we're we're out there. You see our social media. You see who we are. Like we are celebrating enough lip, uplifting the women, and we're not fetishizing them. Like our conversations. If you and I know, ladies, I, I know you wish. I know you wish you can see in our men's only groups, but the men's only groups are not filled with porn pictures. We're not talking about women's bodies. We're sharing our experiences. It is really a support group. You know, a lot of the guys who are taking this seriously and doing the mental work and, and working on themselves and, and getting themselves to a place where they could be a good partner to a, a woman in the community, you know, that shit takes work and we're supporting each other through that a lot of times. And, you know, this com new community of guys who are actually doing this work, they're not into all that fetish fetishizing bullshit. You know, we're not sitting there talking about women's bodies all day. Like, that is not it at all. Um, there are some people out there who, who need help, who need support. Men need community, just like everybody else needs community. And, um, you know, and, and, and one more comment from Troy, you know, he says, I've dated women since 1983. I'm tired of the chaser slash fetishizer talk. And I'm, I have not been dating women even a fraction of that time. And I'm tired of the shit. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so let's see. Okay. And and this is so uh Christian Shields from Facebook says, I know there's men out there that see transgender women as someone worthy of more than just a sexual encounter. All the guys here on this podcast. Um, unfortunately, I don't know any personally, but I'm sure they exist. 
get to know us. I promise you, we do exist. I think a lot, I think really on both sides of it, the worst of us get the most attention. The worst of us get the most media, the most like, the worst of us dominates the conversation. So when a lot of times when women are talking, they're talking about the worst kinds of men out there and they're not really giving any shine or any love to the men that are out there doing a thing and, and, and approaching it just the right way. And then on the flip side, you know, a lot of guys in their conversation, they focus on the worst women out there that are, you know, gaming niggas and, 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 and whatever, just people that I would just say the worst parts of the community when there are good women out there doing a damn thing, looking for happiness and, you know, can make somebody a really good wife. And, and they're mentally ready. Their life is ready to, to pair with somebody. And, you know, they're, they're, they're here to be in, you know, a monogamous relationship. I know I'm, I'm, you know, interested in monogamy. Not everybody is, but, you know, I'm just saying there's a lot of good girls out here um, with good hearts and, you know, they're not on some other shit and they I'm just saying, I'm just giving credit to all the good women out there because I, I know y'all don't get enough breath and get enough recognition um, on that side of things. So, sorry, let me see here. So, you know, I think the big thing for me, and I, I've said this before, is, you know, I didn't, I never, I'm sorry, I didn't say fuck you to the shame and judgment that comes from the outside world to come into this community and face it and accept it. Like really at the end of the day, time is up for all that shame bullshit. And men out there listening to this, do not give any breath to any of that bullshit anymore. Like women who say, oh, you like trans women? You only like, what are you gay? Like you don't like women, what's wrong with you? You don't date cis women? Like fuck all of that bullshit. Don't let nobody shame you. At all. And really, shame, the biggest, I'll say not biggest, the most common shame is, um, and I know we, I'm sorry, I know we breezed over this conversation in a previous episode, but, um, you know, really, I would say the shame that I encounter the most is when it comes to, um, when it comes to the pre versus post conversation, when it comes to men who say, I prefer pre-op women, I prefer a woman with a penis over a woman with a vagina, whether she's trans or not. Um, That is when all of the shame and all of the bullshit comes in. And you know what? I'm not really here for that shit anymore. I give it no breath, no life. I'm sorry, not no breath, no life, but I don't give it any credence. I'm not buying into the bullshit anymore. You know, um, I think that there is nothing wrong with a man who strictly prefers a pre-op woman. If he prefers a pre-op woman, if he prefers a woman with a dick, that's his fucking preference, and that's for you to respect. Like, that's that's that really, at the end of the day, everybody needs to respect each other's preferences. Um, and it's, I think it's really bullshit that the preferences of cis men in this trans space are completely disregarded and not respected one bit. You know, uh, I think a lot of women in the community um, are happy to respect the preferences of gay cis men, gay cis women. Like, if if a, if a gay man says, "I like uh, I like another I like men with dicks," they're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, I like I'm a woman and I like women. All right, that's fine." 
And if I'm a cis man and say, well, I like, you know, women who are pre-op, they're like, oh, well, what, well, what's wrong with you? What the, what the fuck? You, you like women, don't you? So why don't you like all women? And it's just like, yeah, I like women, but I don't have to like all of them, damn it. I don't like that. I, don't, I have to like every kind of woman in the trans community. I have my preferences. You have yours. And I respect yours. I am a tall, fat, dark-skinned nigga. If I roll up on a chick and she says, you know what? I don't like fat niggas. Fair enough. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm not going to sit here and try to browbeat you and say, well, but don't you like men? I'm a man. I mean, so what if I'm being, I'm still a man. You should like men. Like, what, what's wrong with you? Are you a lesbian? Like, ugh, what's wrong? Ugh. You know, it, it really, it really turns into a, a, um, it turns into a very ugly discussion and an ugly loop, logic loop because it's filled with internalized transphobia and then also a bit of a bit of homophobia because it's like wait you like you just like trans women with who have penises what are you gay oh like you're wait so you're gay so then what are you saying about yourself are you i mean what are you saying about all other women who are pre-op they're not men they're women so yes, me liking pre-op women does not make me gay. And, and, and then take it a step further. It is really the, you know, also trying to, I'm sorry, saying that men who like pre-op women are gay is also bullshit because you they say it in a way that demotes you. Like you're lesser than like, oh, well, shit, fuck this nigga. He gay, y'all. Don't mess with him. Ugh. As if gay was lesser. So now there's a there's the tinge of homophobia right there because gay is not lesser and there's nothing wrong with people who are gay. Um, but, you know, I, I really believe that the definition of, you know, heterosexuality is being somebody who is masculine that prefers feminine energy and somebody who's feminine who prefers masculine energy. And, um, you know, at least that's my definition. That's I know I'm kind of riffing and all that shit, but, you know. Time is up for all that judgment bullshit when it comes to to pre-op and post-op and all that stuff. Let stuff let motherfuckers have their preference. Let motherfuckers be who they want to be. We all us men, you women, everybody else in the LGBT community, everybody got into this shit to be who the fuck they wanted to be and to like who the fuck they wanted to like and to love who the fuck they wanted to love. We're here for that shit and to do it freely without judgment. But well, we sit here judging inside the community, and that's some bullshit. You know, that is some fucking bullshit. And I'm sorry if you are a post-op woman and you sitting there saying, well, these niggas is gay and, and something's wrong with them because they don't like me. Like, seriously, I'm not here for your projection. It's called the see me your motherfucking self, okay? Like, handle that shit on your own. Don't put your shit on me. Because if you have a problem with somebody not liking you and you can't handle that kind of rejection, that's on you, dude. I'm done. I am not here for that shit. And shout out to Judge uh, 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 Desiree. I'm, I'm kind of on one right now. But, you know, she, she's on topic, so I'll let her in. Uh, again, shout out Judge Desiree, everybody. Uh, will trans amorous men devalue post-op women for having the surgery? And the answer is no. It's all about, we are not a monolith. We are a, a diverse community. Everybody has different preferences. 
So some men prefer post-op women. Some men prefer pre-op women. Some men don't care either way. But we are not a monolith. So I myself prefer pre-op women. But Mike, you go either way. Don't matter. But what I'm, what this whole rant is all about is the, is the bullshit judgment and demonization of men who say, I only like this. And I'm only going to date women who have this. I'm not going to date all I'm not going to date all women who just have this, but the woman that I will be with will have this. So, I mean, it's like, again, I like pre-op women, but that doesn't mean I want them all. You still got to have more than a, a look and a penis and all. You still got to have a personality. You got to have some income coming in. You still got to be have your life set up. I'm sorry. You still got to have your life set up in a way that's uh, amenable to a monogamous relationship. There's a whole lot of things a woman has to bring for me to look at her as worthy of my attention and my affections. But you know, that isn't. It isn't just that. It's so much more. So I mean, with that, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm brothers, brother Roy. I, I know you've been clamoring to get in, man. So I'm gonna let you in on this, man. I'm just. I, it's something I'm passionate. Uh, I'm having. I'm Fuck having. It. I'm having some issues with my mic, with my um, my headphones. Oh, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. All right, well, brother Mike, you can pick it up until we get it. And I, I, I mean, yeah, like, like, like you said, a lot of what needs to be said, but <laughs> um, as far as like trans amorous men go, I mean, a lot of these women either overlook or they fail to realize that the word trans amorous itself comes from love. Because amorous mm -hmm. just stems from the Spanish and Latin word of amor, which mm -hmm. is love. So it really just means like trans loving. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't reflect trans hate or anything like that. So if they're dealing with a man that is claiming to be attracted to them, like trans attracted or whatever, uh -huh. um, and he's basically fetishizing, like only looking at them for one reason and one reason only, mm -hmm. then they gotta they 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 gotta pinpoint who they're dealing with at that point. They're obviously not dealing with a trans amorous man. Mm -hmm. You know, and from there they could say, okay, I fucked up accidentally. I went with the wrong type of person. I shouldn't have been with him. Mm -hmm. Let me find somebody that has better qualities. Absolutely. But I think and, back to what you were saying in the beginning, where you're just like, we're not fetishizers because we're looking for more than just your body parts. Yes. All that while I'm sorry, while certain while while a man or I don't give a fuck, where, while somebody has their preference on what kind of type of body they want for their partner to have, that doesn't mean they'll take everybody forward. They're still they still are looking to partner. And like that isn't the end all be all of the entire relationship. Exactly. But but the fetishizer uh -huh. will will be with her. Yep. And she and she might be what you call like a dime piece. You know what I mean? She might be a 10 of 10. But then as quickly as he'll be with her, he'll go ahead and be with another trans woman who might not be a 10 of 10s. You know, she might be more on the cross-dresser side because she's just starting to transition, you know, and she's not fully there yet. You know, so it's like you got to understand, like, that guy does not have a preference. He just has a fetish. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, I'm not going to say completely disagree, but look. Again, time is up for all that judgment bullshit, okay? Time is up. Fellas out there, do not let people judge you for what you like and what you partake in. 
You did not get into this shit to be judged by motherfuckers, okay? By anybody. So if a man says, "Hey, uh, uh, I'm 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 sleeping with a trans woman today, or I'm dating a trans woman today," but you know what? A year from now, I have fallen for, or I've had an interaction with some uh, with with a crossdresser or a femboy, whatever. Motherfucker, that's that's what you like, and that's it. But I'm just making I, an example. I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just making the example. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. There, there was a post in a group today, and you know the girls was like, "Well, shit, girl, he'll these men will fuck with anything. They'll fuck with cross dressers. All them niggas that all them niggas that like pre op girls only. Uh, they they'll fuck they'll fuck anything. Film boys, blah, blah blah. And it's just like, but see, that's not true. It ain't. First off, it ain't true. Yes, that's a false narrative, and that's some bullshit. But even if a motherfucker did like that shit, so the fuck what? So what? Why does that that doesn't make him less valuable as a man that should not devalue him in any way? Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and it, it's some, it's really some women do it themselves. Huh? Some women do it them, themselves. I said some women do it themselves. What? How so? They going around fucking everything they can find, just the same way as men. Well. You know, okay, yeah, there are some ladies that have a voracious appetite, and um, you know, right. look, th- th- we covered it before with with, with it, it, um, it, it goes both, but it, but it goes both ways though. Like it, it's gonna be some that does it, and it's gonna be some that does it on both sides of the field. The problem is, is that the women they just shame us for doing it. We don't shame them for doing it. That's the issue. It's the issue yeah. of, is, is that we being shamed the most for doing it. And, and I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of unsuspecting men come into community and, you know, uh, I, I think we give a lot, a lot of power to what women say sometimes and the kinds of narratives that they toss out there. And I just want you guys to know that you don't have to go along with everything that's said by a trans woman, period. You can have your own fucking opinions. And right. just as they said, it doesn't make it right all the time. Um, and you know, the source of a lot of that stuff is who the fuck is calling me right now? Damn it. I should have got out of it. threw me off. Right. Yeah, they, 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 they're calling because <laughs> they've been trying to reach out about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but you know, I just, I, I think guys out here need to not be susceptible to any level of judgment. When girls are talking like, oh, nigga, you gay, you this, this, and this, give it no life, ignore it. Do not believe them. Do not believe that there's something wrong with you because of what you like. Um, and, and, don't, and do not believe that, you know, you are less valuable um, because of what you like. So I'm going to throw this um, comment up here. I'm sorry. It's, it's from Ellie, uh, L. Halo. Um, I'm sorry. Somebody dog in the background. Um, it says we have to deal with judgment. You will have to deal with judgment when you live authentically, no matter who you are. Um, fair enough. And that's, that's definitely a decent point. Um, but I could also tell them where to take their judgment. though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Sorry. Wrong comment. <laughs> um, and this is the big, this is okay. Ashley, Ashley Bays, uh, wrote us a little paragraph here. <laughs> I got to get it. Uh, Ashley Bays. Huh? Said it's bias, homie. Oh, Baez, my bad. <laughs> Ashley Baez uh, says, I believe that a lot of times we as 
I'm sorry, we all as human beings want to give too many titles to all sorts of things in life when we should just live and love openly who we like and who we want to be with. Folks who aren't comfortable with themselves are the ones to always talk down on many things. And, you know, that kind of goes back to what I was saying, where it's, you know, it's a steamy old motherfucking self. You know, if you feel some kind of, I'm sorry, I'm just saying post-op woman out there, if you feel some kind of way when a man says, hey, I like pre-op, that should not affect you to the point where you're feeling deflated and all that stuff. You know, it's, I get that there are issues and you, but at the end of the day, that's something you got to work out with you. Um, You know, real talk. Did you really get this so that, I mean, you didn't get this for anybody but you anyway. So like, really, I'm sorry to say it like that, but it's, I mean, did you get this for you or did you get this so that we can adore you? Like, this is supposed to make you feel whole and all this stuff, at least from the people that I talk to, like, what are you really doing it for? Like me, me saying that or somebody else saying that shouldn't really matter. I think men shouldn't be running around talking like that in a way that dumps on women who have, who are post-op and, and, and do it in a way that, that is directly saying that they're worthless. Cause that's some bullshit too. I think everything should be done with a level of respect and a level of um, civility for, for everybody else. You know, we should really, give a fuck about everybody else's feelings and not do things in a way that directly antagonizes or attacks other folks. But I think we should all feel free to express who we are, express our preferences, our likes without somebody else coming in and saying, well, I feel triggered because you like this and I'm not this. That that's, that's really what I'm getting to the heart of right here tonight. And um, y'all just been sitting on me for a minute. Can you tell, can you tell? <laughs> um, hold on, we got a question from Liberty. Okay. All right, Wood. All right, Liberty. Also, thanks for liking my shirt. Straight out of Milwaukee. <laughs> go Bucks. Go Milwaukee Bucks. Greek freak. Who? All right. Uh, <laughs> she said, uh, "Would that make you gay if you like a crossdresser or femboy because trans women are separate from them?" Um. First off, you are correct. Trans women are separate from them. Crossdressers and femboys um, are people who identify as male. And, um, you know, that, that, that is completely, you are spot on on that point. Um, but I, I, I guess what, where I'm headed towards is, you know, the need for men to be so locked into this hetero binary shit where it's or not binary shit, but like this hetero, like you have to like just women only to be valid in my eyes is bullshit. And if a crossdresser or a femboy is giving this dude enough feminine energy to, 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 to attract him, then so be it. You know, at the end of the day, he's still attracted to a uh, 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 feminine energy. So, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with, with that at, at, on the surface. And I, I use that when, you know, we're talking about um, men who are attracted to women in the trans community. When I'm talking to people outside the community, like, well, yeah, but aren't those just men in dresses? Yeah, no, really, they're not. Those are women. They live their lives as women. They exude feminine energy. And a lot of times trans women, I, I'm sorry, not a lot of times, but, you know, Actually, yeah, a lot of times uh, women in the trans community, they they exude more feminine energy than a lot of cis women do. You know, it's some cis women out there that straight up niggas. 
real mm-hmm. talk. But you know, it it it's it's about the energy. Now, um, you know, I've been sitting on here blathering about preferences and this, this, and that. But something that I always keep in mind, there are exceptions to preferences. There are exceptions to preferences. A girl could say, my type of nigga is a nigga that, you know, uh, uh, I like Latin men with long hair, this, this, and this, and whatever else. But there may be a black dude with a shortcut that she may fall head over heels for. Like, there is all there are exceptions. So just because somebody says that they prefer pre-op women doesn't mean there isn't a post-op or a cis woman out there that could steal his heart. It's very possible. It is very possible. But, you know, people still are allowed to have their preferences. Um, let me see here. There's some more. Okay. I feel... Actually, um, yo, yo, to keep it all the way real, like, I mean, I'm attracted to trans women and cis women, and I am actively looking for a relationship, like a committed relationship with a trans woman, but that doesn't mean that I can't meet a cis woman that, like you said, would steal my heart. You know what I mean? You never know. I could meet the right one. You never know. And and and, and the fact that these guys, the fact that us guys could end up with a cis woman, that doesn't... Again, that doesn't make you any less valuable, trans woman. Listen, that doesn't make you any less valuable. That doesn't make you lesser. Um, You know, trans women are women. And the guys that love trans women love women. Um, Now, there are some, you know, guys that are maybe closer to bisexual that will, you know, do some other things. But they're just as valid as the rest of us guys who won't, you know, fuck with a guy or won't fuck with a, a cross dress or whatever else. So um, sorry, I want to get this from Tony in here. She says, um, I feel that if a post-op woman changed their process when they, okay. <laughs> sorry, I got to read this. I feel that if a post-op woman changed their process when they have the operation, that's why they're so judgmental. And then she follows that up saying, because, Oh, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Um, But, you know, look, at the end of the day, it's all about respect. And, you know, I think the preferences of cis men need to be respected. I mean, I would respect a woman's preference if she said, hey, you know what? I'm not into cis guys. If I shoot my shot with a girl, she says, you know what? I'm not into cis men. I prefer trans men. Cool. All right, that doesn't make you some sort of weirdo in my mind if you prefer trans men. I respect your preference, and I'm going to keep it moving, but I'm not going to hit on you no more. I'm not going to tell you, like, well, why don't you like cis men? I thought you liked men. Like, I'm not going to browbeat you. I'm not going to judge you or shame you because that's your preference, and I respect it. And trans man is a man. So. Trans men, exactly. So they those a lot of those trans men really ain't too much different from the rest of us niggas. They they run game. They got all the all the good and the bads of niggas is in trans men as well. And you know, they have that masculine energy that works for some women. And that's totally fucking fine. Totally fucking fine. And I'm not looking at you like you a weirdo or nothing. Ain't no judgment here. Because I'm not here for that shit. We all we are all here to live free and judgment free and shame free. I am just completely over all of that shit um, coming from inside the community because I'm not going to lie. I put up with that shit from the outside 
and I'm not here for it to come for it to come from the inside. So, um, here, let's see here, Jasmine, Jasmine Sutherland. Um, she says a woman is more than surgery. Gender is spiritual. Correct. And none of us have to like each have to like each. It's okay. And, and you know what? That's really the attitude that I would love to just keep going with because I mean, this, this, this ridiculous notion that come from some people in community about like, this is what a man is. This men only like this and they don't like this. And like, this is, it, it's, it's, sometimes I feel like we're following an outdated toxic version of what a man is. And, and you know, um, it's kind of trash. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Claudette has a book for us to read. And I did not read the full book here, but we're about to read it now. So Claudette Glaze, thanks for joining us. Um, all right. She says, I kind of feel like most men that are trans attracted are making this trans attraction more about genitalia than the actual trans person. And that for me seems a little fetishy, <clears throat> fetishy. Uh, because if you're making this about penis and vagina, to me, this seems more about sex, which is a fetish. I could be hearing the conversation wrong, but somehow it sounds like you're making these pre-op women only holding value because of their penis. So happens if you're in love and she gets a surgery, the relationship is over. Um, she she kind of missed the point. At no time did we say the relationship is over if a girl got the surgery. Um, but what we did say is if I have a preference, please respect it and, you know, keep it moving. Don't come with any judgment. But, you know, I, I would say to that, you know, um, again, it's, it's, it's not just about somebody's body part specifically. But, you know, look, cis men out there in cis land prefer women with vaginas but they but the whole thing isn't about that woman's vagina they mm -hmm. still are trying to have a family with that girl build a life with her buy a house you know build credit together all that like there is so much more but the starting block is i'm a cis man in cis land and i'm attracted to just women with vaginas just like a gay man is uh, uh attracted to hairy ass burly ass men with dicks and he's yeah, like, you know what? I prefer cis men. Cool. Yeah, but, yeah, but see, what I noticed there was cherry picking of the conversation. So, mm -hmm. for example, she heard the part where we were talking about pre-op versus post-op women, huh. but kind of completely missed the part where we were talking about, like, when it comes to fetishizing, like, there's a difference between being after that one thing mm -hmm. and actually dating someone building a relationship, getting to know somebody, which is what we are doing when we are dating the woman, mm -hmm. you know, whereas instead of fetishizing by just basically wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and then we're fucking out of it. Mm -hmm. We are not clients, ladies. We are the guys that are trying to like actually be with one of you for real and, and do the damn thing. Like, you know, there's 24 hours in the day. Um, I mean, that's sex. Only last but for so long. We got to figure some shit out for the rest of the day, goddammit. So, you know, uh, uh, while that is a building block for my sexual satisfaction, I would prefer that for my sexual satisfaction. Um, I know that there's more to life than just the sex and whatever sessions we have. She's still, in my mind, 
You know, the girl still has to have a personality that I gel with. We got to uh, uh, spiritually mesh. We have to, you know, match up on politics and ideals and all this other stuff. Like there is a lot more to the matching than that. But I don't mind it being the building blocks for it. Like, I don't mind that. Like people have their lady. You like a man. And there's a lot of women that like cis men. But they're not fetishizing cis men because they say, I want my man to have a dick. That's not fetishizing. That's your preference. And that's where you start from. Now, if your only requirement for a mate was that they had a dick, then that might be a different story because then that means you're going to take every single chick off the street that has a dick. That's kind of whack and weird. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see how that would be somebody that's actually trying to um, uh, 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 build a relationship with somebody. But, you know, I, again, nothing wrong with people having a preference time to respect it time to keep it moving and let's stop calling folks fetishizers and fetishy. And these are men that are, are, are preferring this who are actually seeking healthy relationships. It's about more than just the sex. While we do prefer that there it's, it's a bigger picture and it isn't about some fetish. A fetish is like something like they got a feet fetish, but that fetish is not their whole life. They still got to figure out how to live with each other. They still got to figure out how their families are going to come together, how they're going to introduce them to their mom or dad or whoever. Sorry, go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying this is why you don't cherry pick information from conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, look, but a lot of people will listen to this and they will pull that out and say, yeah, but because you're like this, you're still a fetishist and you're still fetishy as fuck. And, you know, I think people who who will do that, um, are really looking at this in terms of sexual encounters and and, and limiting themselves to just the sexual experience. So we're talking about, oh yeah, go ahead, bro. Oh no, I was just saying at the same time, when you're in a relationship, it's not like you're going to be in a relationship and not be sexual. Like, I mean, they're, you know, part of a relationship is having sex with your partner. So that is kind of why you do have to, at the end of the day, respect each other's preferences, because Mm. if if you have a preference for this, this, and this, then you're obviously not necessarily going to be with someone who doesn't respect that. You know, like you're going to clash at that point and it's going to be best for the two people to go separate ways. Mm -hmm. You know, so so I'm just saying sex is part of it, but mm. as long as you're in a relationship and you're not making sex the entire relationship, Mm-hmm. Then you know, okay, you're your real deal right there. You know, you're actually there for the person. For sure. Brother Roy. Yeah, I was about to piggyback off what Mike was saying because that my sexual preference didn't make it break my relationship with Harmony. It was it was other things. It was far far more other things that we had going on besides the sex. Our sex was actually good. I mm-hmm. actually bend it to to her liking. Mm-hmm. I I I sacrificed some of my some of my own because of, because of, um basically of her sexual preference. So mm-hmm. it didn't bother me. It it didn't take away the um the love that I had for her. But it was just the other things that kind of like like destroyed our relationship. So like that's why I don't I don't believe in that F word. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's ridiculous because not all of us like you said like not all of us is is in for it for the sex. A lot of us is really trying to find someone that we can build with and 
He went forever. Yeah, and, and when I say, um, just to clarify a little bit, when I say we're we're not in it just for the sex, I'm saying that this relationship doesn't end at sex. For me, sex is important, and sex is a big part of of, of my connection with my mate. But you know, that isn't the end all be all. There's still more beyond right. that. And um, you know, here's a, and and I'm gonna throw Jasmine's comment in here because. I want to be open and take everybody's comments, good, bad, whatever else. So, Jasmine, uh, something is saying either you like somebody or you don't. True. Surgery is the individual's choice. Correct. If you don't love the person enough to see them authentic, uh, uh, to see them authentically in their womanhood, no matter what their choice, you don't have them much to work with, anyways. She's right. Correct. She's right. Correct. Correct. Um, we, we do not disagree with you, Jasmine. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to lie, you know, uh, I, I would say, I, I, I would just say, you know, when people talk about, you know, love the person, not the genitals and all that stuff, that's cool. And there are people that try it and it just doesn't work out all the time. And, you know, that is not, I feel like it's really optimistic and all that stuff. But, you know, people like what they're going to like. You can't. I, I I would say the cis men in this space are really like the only genre of people on the planet who are kind of being browbeaten and forced to like some stuff that they may not like so much. And it's like, yeah, but what's wrong with you? You should like this. And like, you don't run out there on the streets telling a gay man, it's not about the genitals. It's about the spirit of the person. You don't say that to a cis person that likes cis people. Like you don't do that. But you come to us, and we're somehow supposed to be different. We're supposed to be able to go either way. Right. And it's just like, no. I mean, I can, I guess, but I don't have to, and I shouldn't have to. I should be able to go for whatever I want to, and I should not be forced into one way or the other. And no one way isn't right, and the other way is wrong, and this, this, and that. Like, you're not going to shame me and, and, and guilt me into, you know, liking something that I don't. I mean, yes, trans women do come with vaginas. Trans women come with penises and all that stuff. And I get to choose which ones I like and which ones I don't. And that doesn't make me a bad person. That doesn't make me a fetishizer. That doesn't make me anything negative. It makes me a human with a preference for one thing over the other. You know, in the way that everyone else on this planet has a preference for one thing over the other. Uh, and and um, Tony... And, you know, Tony is another OG uh, in, in the building. Um, speaking from an older generation, I feel that these women are too judgmental towards the guys that are interested in having a relationship with them. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> it's, definitely a, a, it's definitely a fucking thing. But um, I, don't say I might be wrong. But if we just leave Okay, I like this. I'm uh, not like, but whatever. I'll throw it in there. Ashley Baez. I might be wrong, but it'd be easier if we just look at it as either you're attracted to masculinity or femininity or both without the visuals that we think are correct. Um, <sighs> I would say that, mas that masculinity or femininity is a piece of the puzzle when it comes to your spirits vibing or not. Because some women out there just have a lot of masculine energy in them and they don't exude femininity. So it's some do and some don't. 
in the cis and the trans world, really. And, and, you know, I think that's a piece of the puzzle to figuring out if y'all are a match and if y'all work. But, you know, this is all about, you know, people just, I, I guess, again, it's all about people respecting other folks' preferences. But, you know, when people are pairing up, there's a lot of things that have to match. And your your energies have to match. You know, uh, 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 you know, masculine is attracted to feminine a lot of times. You know, uh, even in, in a lot of different scenarios. That's why you see a lot of strong, you know, masculine energy women, you know, attract attract a lot of beta niggas. Or, you know, you, you, know, you see a lot of hyper feminine women attract a whole lot of hyper masculine men. Like, it, it's just these energies really feed off each other and they attract each other. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, to I to I'm totally with that. Uh, there we go. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get all these comments in here and get everybody's uh, a voice. So Jasmine back again. Jasmine Sutherland from Facebook says, I like a quiet man that is secure enough to commit to his intention without having to talk about all these dynamics. I like simple. Life is complicated enough. Uh, absolutely. Um, life is complicated enough. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, guys being secure in their masculinity and secure in their traction is, is, is huge. And, um, you know, I, what I do think though, is that guys should be at a level where they're able to have these conversations, especially with their mate. And, you know, maybe not with everybody else. Cause that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know why you would talk to everybody else about it outside the context of a show like this, but you know, um, yeah, totally get it. Totally get it. Like this is, you know, we, 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 uh, uh, your relationship is your business and it's private. <laughs> Sorry, Roy, you were about to jump in? No. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going down these comments. These comments, now now the comments are coming in. They were a little slow early and now everybody want to talk. But I'm, I'm trying to give folks a... Uh... Actually, te technically it's perfect timing because we got some of the topics out the way first. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a good flow. So let's do this shit right here. Um, L, Ellie Halo says, address the chasers for doing us wrong and traumatizing us. I think you can see when a guy really does care about you. Sometimes we know it even when they can't express it, but it's hard to tell when people just affirm you to get in your pants. Don't make it seem like it's easier for us to date or not get played or her, or like it's easy to find openly transamorous men. Whew, that was a long one. All right, so we'll take this from top to bottom. Uh, first off, addressing the chasers and the men traumatizing us. Um, I would say we do mention it, but you know what? It's mentioned enough across all the content from trans content creators across the internet. Uh, uh, that, that is a common theme all over the internet. We don't need to belabor that shit here. We do recognize that there are bad men out there, but there are bad men out there in general. And I mean, let's be real. Trans women ain't the only ones being lied to, stolen from, beaten up in this world. It happens to y'all a lot, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, men are doing women dirty across the world, really. Um, how about this? So I could address the chasers right now. All right. 
<laughs> For those of you listening, Mike just gave uh, two middle fingers. <laughs> the uh, Mimica's podcast. <laughs> so, uh, the next one, I think you can see when a guy really does care about you, and sometimes we know it even when they can't express it. Um, you know, I, I think that I, we, we covered this a little bit very briefly when we talked about like where we should all start our, our interactions, and I think that there are men out there, I, I would say when a guy like myself or Mike or Roy, you know, come holler at you or whatever else, like there are a lot of guys out there that are, you know, trying to get to know you and, you know, they're not coming on some sexual shit and not talking about your parts or nothing like that. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I, I think that the, I think that women run into more guys that are serious than they would like to believe. And I just think a lot of times it's like, well, you're, you're, all of you guys are chasers. And I get that it's a defense mechanism, but it's like all of you guys are chasers and you're, you know, while you're wiping away, you know, 30 chaser guys, that one guy who was actually serious is like, oh, dang, I kind of like that girl. And she wouldn't give me the time of day because she thinks all guys like me are chasers. You know, it, it's, it's, it's difficult and I get why it happens. I'm just saying there are honest, there are guys in earnest. They may not have all the language that you want and all that stuff, but their, their intentions are, they have good intentions and they're coming at you in a way where they're looking to be with you more than out outside of just getting a nut. But, you know, I will admit that there are more chasers and negative men out there than there are positive ones. If that's the reality you want us to uh, uh, agree with, that is, I agree with it. It is true. That's why I do this show, because there's more guys out there that are lost and that are at the beginnings of their journey and and have a lot of growth to do. Then there are guys that will have less growth to do, but I still have lots of growth. I'm just a little bit further than some of the other guys out there. So, you know, we do this for them to get conversation going so they can understand shit and when they come in community they know what's up um i'm sorry but it's hard to tell when yes it it is hard to tell when people are just trying to affirm you look it's hard to tell when motherfuckers is gaming you and i ain't gonna lie i fell for it myself in in this very community i got gamed i got targeted and you know somebody came to me acting like they was one thing and then lo and behold it was a completely different beast Nothing like that. And, um, you know, it, it happens and, and it is very difficult to suss out. All I can say is, you know, do your best to do your due diligence, you know, to to figure out who the fuck you're really dealing with. You know, have lots of conversation, lots of interactions, um, you know, really and, and really pay attention to what a lot of these guys are saying and how they're saying it. You know, I think it just takes a lot of time to suss out people's true intentions. And really, eventually the true intentions will come out. You may have wasted a good four months of your life figuring that out, but it will come out eventually. Like people aren't, especially men, aren't good enough to keep that, like to keep that fake persona up for only but for so long. Sorry, I'm just kind of going through all this, but uh, (laughs) and um, yeah, don't act like it's easy to find openly trans amorous men. Um, uh, you are correct in that. It is. It is it is hard for women who are actually prepared for a relationship, who have their life situated in a way 
that is conducive to a relationship, um, it is hard for them to to find other people of the same ilk. So, you know, it's really, you know, we you got the overall population, you know, lots of people, and then you drill down to just the trans community, and then you drill down even further to just the people in the trans community that are looking for that that long-term love, are set to it, have their mind right for it, have their life right for it, everything ready to go for it. That's a slim community, and same with the guys. Very slim community of guys that are actually ready in the right headspace. And, you know, those two groups of people are the least visible parts of the community. I mean, the most visible parts of the community is the trade. Yeah. If y'all listening who don't know what trade is, that's the niggas that's just out here fucking and, and moving on and, and the ones that women just keep sexual relationships with. Um, community dick. Yeah, pretty much community dick. Those are the most visible niggas out here. And really, the most visible women out here are the sex working girls that are Instagram hoes and shit. Like, those are the ones that guys are seeing first. Those are the ones that have the most followers and that you see. Um, you know, a lot of the women who have suited their lives for that relationship who are, you know, wake up every Monday through Friday, got a, got that nine to five job, you know, got their own apartment, got their all their stuff together, ain't, you know, ain't, ain't out there turning tricks and doing all that stuff. They just living as regular ass people, regular ass citizens, so to speak. Like those women are very elusive too. And I wish I knew a way to bring both of those groups together. I do. Um, I, I really do wish I, I, I could bring those two ladies. I wish I could serve up all the good men to you and, and we could get some more happy couples in this community because Lord knows we need it. Yo, if the fucking right. community can get some unity going on, then yeah, we can bring people together. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, all right, Brother Martel. What's going on, partner? Uh, Brother Martel says people just need more love in their heart and trying to see life through the other person's eyes. Uh, yeah, totally get that. And, you know, um, I, I guys listening to this, this, this is something you have to do. You have to put yourself in the position of the women a lot of times to really understand where they're coming from and, you know, you and, and how fucked up life has been for a lot of them. And how fucked up, you know, society is towards them, you know, and, and understand, you know, their struggle and strife in terms of being successful in this in this economy. You know, there's a lot of discrimination out there from employers and stuff like that and, and from property managers. You know, it's hard for them to get housing sometimes. With people. And when you boil it down to just the people themselves, there are a lot of roadblocks out there for women in the trans community to to live the way that they want to. Absolutely, hundred percent. What's especially up, bro? So especially in the South. <laughs> yeah, the South. Ooh. Um. All right, let's go. Uh, Jasmine, Jasmine, just keep coming back. I'm, I'm gonna keep showing your comments, David. Uh, Jasmine Sutherland says a man has to be respected in his manhood first. If he stretches, if he stretches, be grateful. If he doesn't. Um, he may just not be the right match for you if that your personal need and that is okay. I'm a whole handful. I like a man that compliments the woman I am. If he is truly a king, he will rule regardless. Okay. Uh, all I really have to say on that note, and I may be off on this one, but you know, 
you know, it, it's more he if he's the king for you, he will rule regardless. So, um, you know, it, he may a guy can still be a king and not be the one for you, but could be the one for somebody else. So I don't want to, you know, devalue anybody. I don't know what the, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? Sorry. Uh, I don't know what, what, what the things are that, you know, talking about compliments the woman that I am. I don't know what that means specifically, but, you know, look, there's somebody for everybody out there. We just got to find each other. And it's so hard. So, so fucking hard. And we are so behind on these comments. Yeah, because I mean, shit, we already seen what the King of Zamunda did back in the 90s. <laughs> Stark works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Coming to America 2 just came out. Didn't see that shit yet. Uh, but uh, there's been a lot of positivity about it. A lot of people, it's kind of been so-so. People love it and then just say, yeah, it's good, but it ain't that great. But I've never heard anybody say it sucks. So, yeah. And shit plug, but home video hustle. They 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 did an episode about it. So, <laughs> all right, Jasmine. yo, we just gonna go through these comments, y'all, and address. Uh, Jasmine says we traumatize ourselves. Don't give another person the power. Make better decisions. Men can't do what we don't allow them to. Praise Jesus on that one. Uh, we have a hand in this. Yes, yes, yes. For accountability, loneliness is not an excuse to be anyone's victim. E okay. I'm, I'm going to let you say that, but I wouldn't really. <laughs> I'm not going to go on that one, but, um, you know, because I get that there is a limited dating pool out here, guys. There is. There just is. And, and everybody needs love. And, you know, some women find themselves in situations with guys that are beneath them. And even, and, and I will even say this, some, not all trans women are high quality either. Some of these, some of us guys find ourselves in situations with women that are beneath us and that, that we shouldn't be dealing with. So, you know, it happens. And um, you know, I, it, I just think it's a byproduct of there's just not being a lot of us, not enough of us to go around, really, um, at this point. So I don't yeah, know. Honest, you guys think about, about the dating pool situation. Yeah, but to be honest, we got to kind of decipher between like, you know, standards and then looking down on others you know what i mean because it's one thing to have standards but it's another thing to be like oh this person ain't good enough for me when the person barely even knows the person you know what i mean like you don't know where they're from you don't know what they're about but you're automatically going like oh that person's not in my league or i'm above this person and when you do that you're, you're just kind of making yourself like asshole or whatever whereas if you got standards and you just kind of want a person to kind of you know, match your effort, then that's different. Fair enough. Ambition is important. Yeah. At least for me. <laughs> but, uh, but but again, that, that goes to effort. <laughs> you know, instead of like, oh, I'm above somebody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. L, L E L Halo um, on Facebook says loneliness doesn't give people the right to target us for bad intentions. We have to learn and be smarter, but that doesn't make us victims. Uh, correct. And I totally get that's how we got to this point where all men are chasers. I get that. I just think that the time is coming where there are a lot of well-intentioned men out here who are ready, who are looking for more than just that nut. And I think that they, I think um, some women in the community are doing 
these men, uh, uh, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice here by starting out from a position of you're the enemy. Um, you know, women, uh, and I just say this to the whole trans community, really, you know, I, I think starting out with starting starting from the, the position of all men are the enemy is not going to make is, is I, I get that it's a defense mechanism because of all the things that have happened. I just don't believe it's a practice that is um, conducive to making the community happier to, you know, I mean, everybody's so consumed about pairing up and, and finding that love and this, this, and this. And there's just so many, you know, people that have lost hope, people that are, are upset and, and, and depressed and in despair. And it's just like, I think if we just started from the, the, the mindset of, okay, hello person. Now, you, it's on you. You're starting from a neutral place, but it's on you to prove to me that you're a piece of shit or you're a decent person. And I mean, that's where we start out typically with a lot of other folks. And I just think we need to show each other that same courtesy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, all right. Okay. All right. This shout out to Martel. <laughs> Uh man, that's the homie, my my main man. He he be he be keeping it real out here in these streets, keeping it real. So Martel, the demi guy, says, but I'm starting to not get from my or I guess but oh so but that I'm not I'm sorry but that I can't read. Wow, I cannot read right now. But that I'm starting to not get from my ancestors is how you going to put men down? Then five minutes later asking. Where the men with the big dicks. Where that men with the big dicks. Look, nobody wants to be around somebody that puts them down, but still also wants to be around you at the same time. It's confusing. Fair enough. And uh, maybe that's that duality with the, you know, all men ain't shit, but I still like, you know, I'm going to fetishize dudes for with the big dicks. And like, I don't know. It's all men ain't shit, but I'm looking for trade. <laughs> I mean, really, really, really. Uh, Brother Roy, you have any thoughts here? You, you're a little silent over there, man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Claudette. Claudette says, womanizers are just womanizers rather than trans or cis world. I think the word chaser holds the same definition as womanizer and even they can settle down as women. We need to stop devaluing or valuing men based off of their encounters. Yes, 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 and yes. Thank goodness somebody said it. Yep. Yes. People can, men in this community, men and women, everybody should be allowed to, um, uh, 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 to engage in hookup culture and explore themselves sexually. You know, I, I, I completely... Uh, support women that, you know, okay, you have your trade, you have your sexual experiences that you want to have that are just, you know, that a sexual experience, no strings attached. I think everybody should be allowed to do this um, in a way that, you know, it's clear what the relationship is and what we're doing. Um, I, I, I just think that that's the way things should be. I think, you know, guy X should be allowed to, hey, I'm going to sleep with Sheila today and I'm going to sleep, and I know don't nobody name themselves Sheila, but I'm going to sleep with Tammy on, on uh, you know, two weeks from now. You know, like, it's, you should be able to have those one-off encounters because they're, you're, at the end of the day, we're all consenting adults. 
Nobody, I mean, obviously it's a different story if it's rape, but, you know, it takes two to tango. And, you know, these men didn't just have sex by themselves. It was a woman agreeing to have it with them. And, you know, for there to be judgment coming to one side and not the other is kind of trash. I get that, you know, we're not all completely, completely equal in all this. It's just, you know, kind of, kind of trash. So let's see here. I, we, these comments just keep coming in, but I just I don't want to ignore everybody. I want everybody to feel heard. Uh, Tony. Oh, Tony is disagreeing with the South. Uh, uh, it's from Mike. She says it's not hard in the South. The problem with living here is there are very, very few trans attractive men willing to come out and live their lives in a relationship with a trans woman. That is, I can agree with that. I was referring to the fact that in the South, it's much easier for them to not get employment, housing, stuff like that, because yeah. it is right to work and right to house stay, which means basically <laughs> they can discriminate against whoever for whatever reason. I mean, I've gone over that before. It's just that's the way the South is because they're very backwards instead of progressive. For sure, for sure. And um, I think this might be directed to me, Jasmine. Um, escorting is not a normal life. Trans women have sex, have survival situations, but that is not normal. We need to stop acting like sex work is all the trans community can do. And we are so much more. And you are 110% right, which is why on my last episode, I featured a black trans small business owner who has her own uh, 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 what a skincare spa where you can get the facials and all that esthetician stuff done. I'm sorry, I don't know all the stuff, but you know, all your skincare needs, she got you on lock, adoremedolls.com. Um, yes, you are 110% right. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that is a, a stereotype that definitely needs to be moved. Um, I just think that it goes back to what I was saying earlier is that, but I also think a lot of the girls that are, in the escorting sex work world are still just some of the most visible ones. So those are the ones that the guys see. And, you know, um, I have to be honest. I think some men are, I think how they engage with the community. Sometimes they, they are conditioned by women in that space to engage with women in community transactionally. And then they, they're like, well, I thought this is how we do it. So when they get on a dating app they're talking to you and they're just, you know, being straight sexual and getting down to business, they're just like, I thought this is how y'all wanted me to do. Obviously, you know, there needs to be some education on that front and fucked up this, but yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, escorting is not the normal life of all trans women. And, you know, we, I would not, yeah, going with the narrative that they're all, uh, that all women in the community are sex workers is, you know, definitely trash. Um, but I was, I am alluding to the fact that a lot of a lot of them are some of the most visible ones out here. That's and that's the ones that a lot of guys run into because they're the most visible um, girls in the community. So, um, and this one made me laugh. I'm sorry, I was I laughed when you were talking earlier, Mike, because I saw this comment. El <laughs> Halo says we still show love uh, that don't get. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, but love that don't got the biggest dick. I don't know why I can't read right now. Must be this coffee got me all jittery. Yes, we still show guys love that don't got the biggest dick. LOL. Hilarious. And, you know, again, that goes to exceptions and preferences. 
you have a preference for one thing, but there may be somebody who really does it for you that is different than what you than what your normal preference is. You know, I, I think that's completely valid. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, uh, and then we are so much more. I agree at the same time. I don't judge my sisters who escort. And, you know, look, get your get your paper, boo-boo, do your thing, X, Y, and Z. All I'm saying is don't be out there escorting, getting, you know, uh, I'm going to just be raw with it because this is what the fuck the show, this show is. Don't be out there escorting, get random dick in you and expecting a monogamous relationship because that's a lifestyle that is counter, that's counter to a monogamous relationship. There may be a nigga or two out there that would be cool with their girl, you know, getting random dick in there, but... A lot of dudes, a lot of people who uh, dream of engaging in a healthy monogamous relationship, that's just not it. So, you know, I was kind of talking about that when I was talking about women who have their life situated in a way that's conducive to a monogamous relationship. Um, still being involved in that is not completely conducive. But, you know, shout out to the, uh, you know, couples out there that make it work, you know, irregardless of that. You know, I just know for me and a lot of the guys that I know in this community, again, we're talking about lived experience. Uh, they don't really go for that. So, you know, and 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 really, I, at that point, you might as well just call it an open relationship or something, because, I mean, are we going to try and counterbalance that where the guy gets to go fuck whoever he wants to as well? Like, it's you you get in a territory where it's not even a monogamous relationship anymore. And it's just like, yeah, we're together, but we fuck other people like fair. If that's your agreement, that's your agreement. Um, and, and somebody uh, has noticed that Roy is quiet as fuck. I think, <laughs> just, I, I think our, our community, what, what do you call him again, Mike? Huh? What, what do you call Roy again? What's his nickname? Oh, the friendly neighborhood weed smoker. Yes, <laughs> friendly neighborhood weed smoker just, you know, I think he's enjoying himself and just chilling out over there. <coughs> so, George, I got a question for nah. you. She, she yeah, said, well, um, well, well, hold on. I got to read it first because we got people listening yeah. that can't watch this right now. So she said, since Roy seems to be quiet tonight, I have a question for him. In your journey to be the man that you are, what happened in your life that you realized your preference was not a fetish, but just amorous? You have the floor. Um, I met a femme boy who was early on in their trip. Early on in their transition, and I fell in love. Our, our spirits connected, and it was just more than just sex. I craved the presence, the presence of that person. I always wanted to be around that presence, but I was still kind of in my DL days and scared to come out. So that's what kind of like destroyed our relationship, but. That's when I know that's when I really noticed that it was it was just more than sex that I had to come out and find that person for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, did this uh partner of yours you said early in their transition? So did they end up transitioning? Like Yeah. Okay. All right. Um well thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that story with everybody. Right. I appreciate that. Um John Jukes. From YouTube, and now we just on a we going off the rails now. John Jukes from YouTube says, "I like passable or near passable trans women. No disrespect to the ones that aren't passable." Um, 
<sighs> on this on this tip, all I'm really gonna say is, you know, look, you like who you like, and for me, it's about all I care about is if I think my woman looks good. If the world want to look at her and say, oh, that's a man and this, this and that, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I'm not on, I'm not in a space where I care. All she has to be is beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. So if, I find, right. if I find beauty in the woman that I'm with, that's all the fuck that matters. That, and that's all that should be. Exactly. If niggas want to get popping off at the mouth of saying all sorts of shit, I'm going to just be overhand slapping everybody out here. So... <laughs> But, you know, I get that there are, you know, some people that, you know, think in these terms and that's cool. You know, look, again, we're talking about preference. People have their preference. Is this If this is what you like, that's what you like. But the ladies out there, trust me, there's plenty of niggas that like all kinds of women. Big, tall, short, skinny, whatever. You know, like it don't matter. You know, broad shoulders, not broad shoulders. You know, thick thighs, not thick thighs. You know, I, shit, hell, I love tall women. I've always dated women taller than me. Like I love tall statues. So, and that that was for the day. So, my thing. What you got a, a a different preference over there, brother Roy? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, I would love to find someone who's my height or shorter because I'm five seven. But fair no enough. Chances of slim. I'm always finding someone taller. So, I mean, I don't mind it. I love me some tall women. Don't get me wrong. My skyscrapers, but you know. <laughs> hey, look, nothing. Look, and that that's cool. That's your preference, bro. You like shorter women. There's there's always there's always a nigga like me that I like tall women. There's somebody somebody for everybody out there. And I'm just saying, like, it ain't all. Yeah. All these people are beautiful, and all these people are unwanted. That is not what it is. But if I, about, but if I happen to fall in love with a tall woman, so be it. Absolutely. And- and I'll be honest with you, my, my preferences can change. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it depends on the person. So I could like this woman that's, you know, like I could like this woman that's thickety thick thick, but then you might have the slim thick over here that looks good too. True that, true that. Um, and, you know, liberty is definitely on, on point here. You know, passable is in the eye of the beholder. It is. Beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And that's what really it's all about. You know, fellas out there, Especially if you're coming in this community, all you should be concerned with is if your woman is woman is beautiful to you. Like, is she beautiful to you? That's all that matters. You ain't doing this shit for everybody else. And if you are, bro, rejigger your priorities, man. Because I mean, at the end of the day, a relationship is you and that one person, and all that matters is what happens between the two of y'all. You ain't dating the rest of the world. You dating that woman. So, you know, um, you know, that, that that's just, you know, your priorities got to kind of mature a little bit, really. Um, let me go down these comments a little bit. Y'all, they all just keep going and going and going and going. Ooh, how tall are you? Six, three, six, two and a half, six, three. And yes, Ken, open hand slapping motherfuckers out here. Open hand slaps for all niggas <laughs> who got some trash to say. Cause you know, I got nothing but hands for these niggas. Real talk. I am not here for it. And you know, my masculinity, I interpret my masculinity, you know, I present as a protector. So when I'm with a woman, like I am her protector. Her, I am, I see myself, I'm responsible for her safety when we're out together. 
And, you know, I'm not out here for my woman to be disrespected by anybody. Strangers, family included. I don't fuck around when it comes to that shit, you know, because you disrespect my woman, you disrespect me. And we ain't here for that. So, um, stupid shit from work. Sorry. (laughs) Getting in the way. Um, All right. That is nice. All right. They having a little argument on Facebook. Um, all right, Ashley Baez. Being passable is a curse. Take it from me. Only attract men that you have to go into explanations and visuals. LOL. You know, um, I mean, really, I, I, I would say that is the that is the advantage of dating a guy who says he's transamorous. Because if he knows that term transamorous, at the very least, he's gonna have a conversation with somebody about his attraction somewhere. And like you know, I get that there are way other way more niggas out there that don't claim it than do. But the ones that do, I think an advantage that you get is that there's a whole lot less explaining you got to do. There's a whole there's a different level of understanding. Like you don't have to start at the beginning with a lot of niggas that say they transamorous. You know, uh, it's kind of similar to a lesser extent, similar to the um, argument that some women have about you know dating trans men. You you don't want to have to start out at ground. At, at, at square one, you know, you don't want to have to do the uh, one-on-ones and stuff. So, um, you know, I think a lot of men out there who claim to be transamorous and who watch these videos and watch other content creators and read articles and learn and all that stuff, um, you know, those, it, it's it's just a, a way easier process, really. You know, there's a lot less shit for you to explain to these dudes or to us. Um, but, you know, dating niggas off the street, who ain't never, you're their first and all this stuff, you're going to have to be their teacher. Or, you know, send them to this podcast or send them to a different podcast, whatever. You know? Um, I, I, I mean, teaching a guy that, you know, might be new to this life and everything like that, that isn't always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's really on the woman to be like, you know, set, set the expectations. Like, look, I'll walk you through this and this because I'm okay with that. But when you go into this topic, it's a little too much of a trigger for me, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. You know, because right. because the guy the guy will respect you being honest. For sure, for sure. Now here's speaking of, you know, niggas off the street and, and first timers and all that stuff, Robert came in with a fucking heater. Uh, Robert Eskridge says, I feel like a lot of women have a virgin complex on that note. Um, yeah, we're gonna just let that sit there. It. Don't run away from this, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I'm just saying that's like, oh, oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna just let that comment be. But what said was said, and goddamn it, I'll tell you this much about Robert, he's gonna stand on his shit. He said what he said. <laughs> yeah. So I want to make sure I go through there and make sure I didn't leave anything fuck out. So, you know, okay. And I know we're running really long tonight, guys. I know we are. I know uh, I know we're running really long in the show. But, you know, I, I think something... Okay, so earlier today there was a post in the group that we're on. And... Um, hold on, I'm just... There we go. Uh, you know, th- there was a post out there about, and, and you know, women going nuts about, you know, the chasers and this, this, and this. There was a guy in a in a grinder conversation, and you know, he started. He asked about this girl's, pretty much asked about her dick, 
and you know, he came out and said, Hey, you know, I think you're so beautiful, X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, and I love women, I love women in the trans community and X, Y, and Z, and I, and this is what I like, but you know, also like women with that piece, X, whatever else. And he just came with that shit right out the gate. And you know, women went into the oh, he's a chaser, fetishizer, this, this, and this. And um, what I think is is truly fascinating is that you know we have a we it, it, what was truly fascinating is a community full of women who are all on a journey of transformation and growth leave no room at all for men to have a similar journey of their own mentally yes men start out at one place but we grow to get to somewhere else. We grow in our understanding. We grow in our knowledge. We grow in our, you know, like we grow as people. And this guy, okay, look, he had good intentions. He was saying, yo, I like I like women like you, X, Y, and Z, and whatever else. Okay, he might have stepped on it and said the wrong thing, whatever else. But, you know, he, he was, a, it seemed to me like he was a good intention man. And, um, you know, it was really, it was no mercy and no room to see that this guy just has some learning to do. He just has some growth there. It was just like writing him off as the worst human being ever. And I think a lot of times when guys come into these spaces and they don't have the language or the tools or the conversation, the experience of conversation in these areas, um, a lot of times they, 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 they get destroyed. You know, it's, it's like a fucking firing squad, you know? And um, I just think there needs to be a lot more grace and a lot more, um, patience when it comes to men and their journey, you know, uh, 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 fully coming into their attraction, you know, um, and, 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 you know, it's not about where you're at. It's about where you're going to be. You know, it's not about where you start. It's about where you end up, where you're going. So, you know, even when I've heard women say, yeah, but you know, all you niggas start off as chasers, don't you? Yeah. But respect the journey, you started off as a cis male. And you're something different now. And why can I not grow to be something different? Why am I, why can my life not change to be the, a different, more understanding person, the, per, the kind of person that you, that this community needs, an ally? You know, um, I just think that there just needs to be room for growth in that area. And, you know, shows like this, my Facebook group, the, the, the Men Like Us Tribe Facebook group and the Trans Supporter Brotherhood Facebook groups, all these men only Facebook groups, you know, they're really here to help guys get along in that area. And we provide that conversation and have our own internal man on man conversation support group sessions where we help guys grow. And, um, you know, we're doing the work slow, slowly, but surely. But, you know, it, it's I just think we need to recognize that folks start one place and we're all moving and we're all heading in one direction. So. So I just had to get that out there as well, because I think that's a really important point that people, a lot of a lot of women that I'm seeing on these Facebook groups are. I think that's a point that they're completely missing. It's something that something that they're not considering. <sighs> Sorry, I had to get all that out. Sorry, uh, I, I think I cut you off a little bit before, Mike. I know you're about to jump in on that, but oh, no, I was just going to ask you, you said that um that conversation was from Grinder, though. Yeah, it was from Grinder. You're right. Yeah. Um. Just to let the ladies know, Grinder is a hookup app. 
and most of the people on Grinder are looking for that part. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it just, it just it is what it is. Like that's what Grinder is. You know, like it's it's not the same thing as Tinder. It's not the same thing as eHarmony. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same thing as you know Match.com. You know, where people are looking for relationships. It's a hookup. I mean, <laughs> a lot. I think the app experience. I think the experience on a lot of apps are what you make it. And I think yes, Grinder is a hookup app. Um, but you know, Tinder is billed as a hookup app, but you know, I, I was in the wedding, I was in a wedding of a couple that met on Tinder. A lot of apps, if it, it is what you make it really, you know, you're going to have a harder time at finding people interested in actual relationships on Grinder. But if you're out there for that, you might be able to meet somebody in person. Um, you know, same with that. The, the Tammy app or tagged or any of these other LGBT apps. Um, but shout out to Martel recognizing, yes, we grow as people. You are correct, sir. You are correct. Um, but I think we finally, I think we finally, finally got to the end. Oh, wait, no, there was a question from Claudette. Claudette, Mike, what is the longest relationship you have ever been in? Uh, and that is for all three of you. So, uh, fellas, what's the longest relationship you've ever been in? And we'll, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Roy. Two years. All right, two years, Mike. Two and a half years, almost three. All right, dope. And I am coming in at a whopping, a whopping one and a half years. <laughs> so. Um, Definitely don't have that much. Uh, I'm, I've definitely never been in that 10 year, six year, seven year long relationship. Um, I can say that there are a lot of women in the community who have had those long relationships. And that is their life is having those long, healthy relationships um, with men and, and all that stuff. So, you know, while I would say it is more uncommon, there are still women out here who are very relationship oriented and you know are, are really you know good partners. Yeah, but, but see that, that that two and a half years was was an engagement, and even though I did have love for her at one point, I should never have proposed. You know, on that note, fellas, because this is this was a debate that I uh, that was uh, we were having in Clubhouse last night. I'm I'm all over Clubhouse. Uh, uh, yeah, if y'all if y'all are on Clubhouse. Follow me. It's uh, at M- MLU Chris. MLU Chris. Um, how long? How long before? How long uh, in a relationship do you think a proposal should come? Like, how long? Like, what's the minimum amount of time you think there should be it's before different. a proposal comes? It's different. It depends on the connection. <laughs> yeah. Well, God damn it! I'm gonna say a year. I don't think anybody should propose before a one year. I think even that one year, you're kind of stretching it. But if you're going to do it at the earliest, wait a year. Just wait. But I will share this that, ladies, I think that men, men, I think that men start looking at women like they're the, they could be the one after like six months. Like once you hit that six month mark and y'all really in that shit and he starts to turn and look like, dang, it's been six months. We've been cooling out for a minute and I really like this girl. Could this be it? I don't know. We'll see. But they, like the wheels start to turn a little bit more that in, in that in that space once you hit that six and beyond. 
not saying people should propose that six. I'm just saying, trying to share, you know, uh, uh, thought processes. I guess I'm doing my little Steve Harvey snitching shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, this is what you got to do, ladies. So, um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, John Jukes, have any of you got into physical confrontations defending your significant other? Uh, I see a yes from Mike. Nah. Nope. Verbal. Okay, verbal confrontation defending your significant other. Uh, verbal confrontation from me. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie, I was a uh, uh, I was a centimeter. I was I was very close to cussing out my own mama in defense of my partner. Like, you know, when I when I'm in love with somebody, they're the priority, and everybody else has to respect them. So, you know, you know, I'm I'm out to defend my relationship even for my own family. So, you know that that is the latest confrontation I had. But you know, if y'all have seen that video that I did uh, around Thanksgiving time, uh, you know, you will. You know that my relationship with my mother was absolutely decimated by the revelation that her son uh, dates women in the trans community. And, uh, you know, we have been working ever since to kind of rehab our relationship. We did not talk months at a time. And, you know, we were definitely alienated from one another. And, you know, I went back home for her birthday this past weekend and we just kind of uh, you know, that, that, that was the first time I saw my mom in over a year. It was like a year and three months. And, um, you know, it was definitely helpful for us and, you know, we made some progress. So, you know, fellas out there, you know, family's important work at those are, these are relationships you should work at, you know? Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, I mean, like I didn't get into a fight. It was just more or less like, um, what heated words and a shove, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brother Lex Newman dropping in. What's going Yo, on, bro? This dude dropping in like it was like uh, what do you call it? Um, like, right. like, like, like a silhouette challenge, <laughs> yeah. not BET. Like, you just dropping in like, am I late for my show? Like, my appearance on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know if y'all were still on here. I'm glad y'all are. I just got back. I was like, yo, let me go check my guys out real quick. Though. Yeah, it was definitely late, but it, we would be going for a minute. These comments just kept us on a, little, a whole lot later, man. And, um, you know, we, we, we covered, we talked about the fetishizer conversation. And I think we really got our thoughts out there on, you know, is trans Amory, you know, does that equal, does it trans Amory's equal fetishizer? And, um, you know, I think our basic thoughts here on the show, which were, you know, summed up by Mike, is, you know, uh, a fetish is a sexual thing. And, you know, we're out here for more than just sex. You know, it isn't a fetish if we're looking to get to know you and see if our spirits match and look, and we're looking to build a life with you and, you know, introduce you to our family and, and bring you into our lives and merge our worlds, have children with you, all that stuff. You know, that's not fetish shit. That is real life partner connection shit. So, um, you know, ooh, yeah, and, 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 you know, we went to that and we talked about the, um, this is a recap for everybody that just now coming in anyways, uh, and we, we covered the pre versus post argument and now we're just responding to comments. So, you know, Monica has a good question for us. 
uh, speaking of families, do any of you have family men members within the trans community? Hmm. Anybody? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, I don't by blood, but right. my, I have some sisters, but they're not my sisters. Sisters. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and that's that is exactly where you want to be, uh, fellas, in this community. You want allies in this community. You want women in this community. You want relationships with women in this community in a way where they're your family. They're pretty much you. You talk to them like, "Yo, fam, X, Y, and Z was happening." These are the people that you really vibe with, and you know, I'm happy to have that relationship with a couple myself. But um, I have yeah, a no my my godmother's grandchild is uh trans and um <laughs> it's funny because she tried to come for me in, in in a post somewhere and i said you are lucky you are ruby bellamy's grandchild or else i would roast your ass alive right here on this goddamn thread <laughs> and after that they stopped commenting because they're like oh you know who i am like that because they, they didn't know who i was but i know they whole family so uh anywho um yeah, you ever seen small world. Yeah, but see, like I don't got fam- I don't got family in the trans community, but I do got two female cousins that are bisexual, so they're part of the LGBTQ community. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all within the community. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm uh bring up Christian Shields comment. I never thought I'd see the day I see men speak openly about being attracted to and dating trans women. If more men like you guys are visible, I think many other men would possibly follow suit. That's what the fuck we are here for. We've seen a comment like that before, but it's like as soon as we get that big up or that, you know, like, you know, nice comment, there's somebody else that comes through like, yeah, but they're chasers. <laughs> <laughs> Did, you, did, you, did y'all see that one meme? Or actually, it was a tweet. It said, um, we out here, like it was a trans woman talking to other folks in the community. And it was like, we out here wanting for guys to be trans attracted. But then we find out that he has dated more than one trans woman. And then all of a sudden, he's a chaser. And he's like, not desirable no more. It's like, like I can't remember the words exactly. I'm sure I'm butchering it. But it was basically like, yeah, we got to do better. And like, I agree. I feel like it's an ethical way to date just because you've dated more than one person. Sometimes people want to cut you off just because you have some of their friends as your, I mean, you know, not me specifically, but I've heard that happening before of people like not wanting to be friends with certain people, but just because they have mutual friends together. And it's like, you know, that's kind of outrageous. I can understand the thinking behind it, but it's, Yo, it, I think it requires a little more investigation than just being like, oh, you met other people or, oh, you got other friends or, or you dated somebody else. Okay, I don't want you. It's like, wouldn't you want somebody that has some kind of experience that knows a little bit about, you know, what it takes to be in a relationship with a trans person? Like, why is that a bad thing? You know what I mean? Like, I can see I can see the thinking, but it's just like, yo, sometimes it'd be too quick to X, X the guys out, you know? I mean, it's a matter of safety. But it's trash. It's not. You know what I'm saying? It's too fast sometimes. Like, yo, come on. Still motherfucking trash. Judgment. Yeah, trash. Judgment. Because, like, like, yo, just because I got friends online that are trans doesn't mean I'm fucking them. That's But um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, uh, uh, Lex. I, I look. 
it's cool. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's me that froze. Yeah, I think it's uh, Chris that froze. Because I see you guys moving. I just don't see Chris moving. Yeah, I didn't freeze. So, <laughs> 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 Chris, <Yeah. laughs> Time to call tech support. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we all are froze on his screen, just like with like pulling a funny face. Oh, no. okay, he got. <laughs> oh, oh well. All right. So anyway, back to the topic. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have other people on your friends list that are probably transgender, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like. <laughs> I know a lot of people and they know that I'm like not on it like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I hear, I hear a lot of the stories like the other guys, it's just like so quick to just see them as a potential bad person. It's like, I think the more scary person would be somebody who nobody know who is like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh my gosh. About my internet went out. I don't oh, know what the building went. Internet went out, man. I'm on. I'm back though. <laughs> Hot spot, bro. Hot spot. Oh gosh, I'm sorry, bro. I... Oh, shit. Wait, no, I'm here. I'm here. I just touched the. Yo, you got that and... spectrum. You got to upgrade the files. <laughs> I took, I took, dude, this building got fiber. That's the crazy part. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, you can continue, bro. I just interrupted all of your fucking conversation there. <laughs> no, we, we, we were just all, oh. you know, including the uh, friends online that are trans, not making us chasers, you know, because we're not fucking them. Well, here's the thing, though. What, what Lex was saying about, like, dating other, like, women that girls know, I'm not going to lie. Um, look, I, I I know that these dating, this community is small and these dating circles are small, but I would still be feeling some kind of way if, if a nigga that say, I fuck with you, if it was a nigga I fuck with in this community, that's like one of my, one of my, you know, dudes in my inner circle and he showed up with my ex, I'd be like, all right, man, well, I don't think like, I, I fuck yeah. with you, that but I we can't be like tight like that nigga, like, cause literally, but like I mean, if it was like, if he if he was fucking if, if if some nigga I didn't know was was fucking with my ex, so what, man? Have fun. Like we need more happy couples in this community. So like we we need to give people the space to do that. But you know, in the friendship dynamics, obviously it might be a problem. But you know, uh, I, I just think it's whack that um, we are judging each other based off of our history. Like, I mean, really, like. It, it, a lot of women in community who are sex workers don't want men judging them off of their track record and their high body count. But you're going to judge me off a of body count that's a fraction of what you got. That's fucked up and trash as hell. Sorry, it is trash. I, I was with three other women and now that's a problem? <laughs> I get that was for work and whatever the fuck else, but even outside of work, look, let's just let's just be real. 
women in the trans community have enjoyed a level of sexual freedom and they have sex with whoever they want to. And that's cool. I should just be afforded that same right. That's all I'm saying. It should not be a, well, I mean, you do what, you know, do what, if you do it, it's a problem. But if I do it, it's just fine. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm doing my thing, girl. I'm getting my back broken out. Ooh, like whatever. What the fuck? No, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's it's a shitty double standard. It's a shitty fucking double standard. And it's a method of control. And I think that's what a, a lot of this stuff is about is control. You know, the shame, the judgment is we're trying to control you to do as we want you to do. We're trying to control you so that you have to do these things. And, you know, oh, yeah, you like women who look like this. Well, you're gay and I'm going to shame you and I'm going to make you feel lesser than and shame you back into where I want you to be. Okay. You know, I think a lot of times men get shamed back into the closet. Really? Some guys, hey, yeah, ladies, I like you. This is, oh, fuck you, Chase, this, this, and this. Okay, I'm not going to be open anymore. I'm going back to my closet. Back to D.O. life for me. Like, well, that, that shouldn't happen either. It should be more like, okay, she thinks that, but okay, next one. A lot of, it's hard not to take the shit personally. It's hard not to, I mean, if you aren't prepared for it, and you're not in a space where you understand it's more about the person that's spewing the hate than you because of all the stuff that they went through. And that's why they're doing that. Like it's, it's tough not to react negatively on that shit. Yeah. I, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, you got to kind of build somewhat of a thick skin. I'm not saying that they're right for doing True. whatever they're doing. I'm just saying it's a matter of like on your end, you got to have thick skin on their end. They got to have more understanding that, Hey, you know what? The trans amorous community is here, which they might not be used to because it's new, but get used to us. You know, we're going to be out. We're going to be open. <laughs> I think it's definitely building, building that thick skin. But I feel like especially guys that just come into the space, they feel like, I feel like if they were ridiculed by people outside of the community, they would be like, okay, well, I knew you would say that. But then they finally pick their baby nuts up and walk into the light, into this community. And then that community sometimes can be like, nigga, you chase her ass. Like, like you get, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yo, but, yo, like, hold, on, hold on. People be like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't know. Cause I would expect it over here. And then it's also over here. It's like, yo, maybe I need to go back to the drawing board. You know, and like, am I doing the right thing? Did I do these people actually like me? Like, fuck, exactly. Like, is this is this is this, is this the right thing to do? They don't feel like it. And like you said, Mike, it's like build build the thick skin. It's like that takes a lot of time. I can see guys immediately, almost like a Groundhog Day, like immediately coming out and seeing the shadow and like, oh shit, the hole is right here. I can just turn right the fuck back around and go right back in there. So like. I get it, Yo, but yeah, you're right. People gotta get that. that yeah, stuff. I get it too because I experienced that when I first came out in in, in 2016. When mm -hmm. I first came out, I, I I was getting treated as like I was the chaser, and I'm like, damn, I just I just stepped out. Like, can I get a chance to like explore and and, and, and find my way? But Soon as I stepped in, soon as I stepped into the game, it was just like, oh yeah, here go another chaser. Oh, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at this shit like, damn, I should just go back in. What am I doing? Why, why, why the fuck did I just come up for then? 
Mm. Well, I, I, comment like here, y'all said, I, I developed that. I, I developed that thick skin, and here I am. She, uh, from Tony, uh, real quick comment from Tony, the OG. Y'all are not understanding that all of this judgment and labeling just popped up in your generation, and that's bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it could be just a new generational thing here. Uh, it is. Mike, because, go ahead, man. Um, the old Hold on, Trail. Hold on, Trail. Let, let, we got to get Mike in. Oh, no, I, I was just saying, I, I kind of disagree with that because it kind of goes back to like what I was saying before. Uh, well, what I was about to say before is like it would be a good thing for a lot of like newly trans amorous men within the community to kind of see the documentary Paris is Burning because it kind of opens up why some of the women are kind of like this, like just by nature. They're used to all the shade and the reading and everything like that that goes on within the community that they see us. And it's kind of like they're throwing that out at us like right away because it's what they're used to. So, you know, if you kind of watch it, you kind of get an understanding of kind of like where their judgment and their label comes from, because all they're really doing to us is shading us and reading us. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing. Yeah, um, so that's some community that. shit, but we ain't from community. Yeah. So, like, you, we outside niggas coming in this shit, and we don't get it at but, all. I mean, it would, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not I, I'm just saying it would kind of give a better understanding. That's all. For sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely the shade and the reading, the, the whole, you know. But I feel more so it's like, since you want to bring up Paris is Burning, it's more like, um, what is it like? all of the stories in there, like uh, Venus extravaganza, like it's more like, okay, you go and you hang out with guys and then you end up dead. So it's more like, I really just call everybody a chaser and see how they react. Because if you are, if you have violent bones in your body, maybe you might show them to me quick and then I can, oh, I don't need to hurt you. And it's like, a, it's almost like fraternity hitting. It's like, okay, are you really boss? Kind of thing. It is. It's. It's a tough ass trial by fire kind of situation. But I feel like it really comes from like we need to protect each other. So if we just say everybody chaser, he get upset, get up, he might flip and say, okay, you fucking, you rookie out on. And some people do. And like it's a way of like weeding out who's really like not their intentions are that good. The people whose intentions are good, it sucks. That's just to get pains. Basically, but you know, once you go through and you start to navigate, like you said, like build that really position. Okay, I know where this is from, you know, and and people who don't know you will still come with the bullshit, say whatever, try to test you, and be like, like have friends, like allies in unity. You know, you have people that can look at you and be like, yo, no, not him. Hey, Lex, you're breaking up, man. You you getting we we having a really bad signal from you, bro. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, man, it's, it's really choppy. We're missing words now. Um, shit. Well, this hold on one second. I, I need to get a comment in here, anyways. Uh, where did her comment go? Oh, um, yeah, from Christian yeah. Shields. She says, true, I've seen many men being bashed by transgender women, and I pray they don't assume we're all like that. Um, that is a really good thing to point out. Uh, 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 fellas listening, you know, not everybody. This community is diverse as fuck. They're diverse as fuck in experience. 
in, in, in thought process. So, you know, not everybody, if somebody reacts to you weirdly or aggressively because you say, hey, I'm here and I like the women, X, Y, and Z, um, you know, that's just that one person. Do not assume that's everybody. You know, this is always a some but not all situation. And, you know, I was just sharing with a, a group of women earlier today. They were like, yeah, but what about the men? I said, look, we are not a monolith. You, you are not a monolith. Everybody, everybody, we're all individuals and, and we are very diverse and unique in thought and character. So, you know, definitely do not do not take the easy way out and try to brand all women as hateful and all this other shit. And Tim, for the ladies, don't take the easy way out and try and brand all men as chasers and XYZ. Um, Lex, we got you back, man. Um, was there anything that uh, towards the end of that that you wanted to uh, reiterate? I know you were kind of on a roll. Yeah, I don't know what to. I don't know where I started chopping up at. So. <laughs> oh well, I, I think we just lost the gym there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, look, it, it really is just a a whole like we just got to get off the judgment and the anger, y'all, and you know. Um, let me see here. Ashley Bias says that's called learning. How the girls don't tolerate too much nonsense. Only strong men can handle our bullshit. Um, <laughs> I would say any sentiment like that you know? would rub me the wrong way because I always hate the. I always hate the. You don't deserve me at my best if you can't handle me at my worst. And it's like you're excusing your shitty behavior at your worst. And making it okay to be shitty at your worst. And it's like, well, they just can't handle our bullshit. Well, how's about you just don't have the bullshit? Like, really, just just don't. Like, everything didn't have to be this big. Like, I I, I don't know. I just, when, when when I hear women, and this is not trans women, this is just women in general, when I hear them going like, you will, you you don't deserve me at my best. You can't handle me at my worst. It's like, well, just don't be at your worst. Like, don't be that as little as possible. Make effort to be better. Yeah. Don't just and sit like, in I your bullshit. Like, that make you feel like that. It's like, if I do something specifically, okay, but like, don't just come out of the gate like. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna just. Um, I, I, <laughs> like, yo. Who can deal with that? That's really difficult. No. But I get it. It's protection, but that's really difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yo, all I, all honestly, all I heard from her comment was just her trying to put another spin on reading is fundamental. <laughs> Word. Talking too much nonsense, and you know, like it's all again, y'all. This is all a process. We're all just, you know growing and we're all kind of growing up together and we're all really kind of writing the rules right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this whole transgender thing is still new. Uh, the women, uh, a lot of the women don't really know what to make of us. And a lot of uh, women can't really come to the realization that some guys are different and not, uh, not all guys are the guys that hurt you in your past. And not all guys are the guys who, you know, Gamed you and did whatever else from you. Uh, Brother Trail. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't get you in earlier, man. You know, you've little, been a little silent over there. Well, I was silent because I was letting everybody talk. <laughs> it's a full house tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're still on the topic about fetishizing and all that? 
Yeah, yes, sir. We we uh, have we we yeah, can go yeah. round for round on this one. Um, be honest, like a lot of like I'm gonna be honest about like a um a lot of older women don't feel this way. Can you, can you speak up a little bit louder? I said a lot of women, a lot of older women, they don't feel this way. Okay. It's, it's really like when somebody I think somebody said it's more of the I think Tony said it was more of the younger generation. She's not lying. It's more of the younger generation that feel this way, you know. They're so quick to pull us chases and this and that, you know. They see us talking to one girl, and they could be observing that. And then you over there, they don't probably know even know what you're talking about with the girl. You probably just know her from somewhere, and you just chat with her. But then you, as soon as you go over to her, and you want to conversate and everything. Now all of a sudden they looking at you like you a chase. You trying to talk to every girl out? I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? You feel me? Don't do that. You don't even know what's my whole attention of even coming over here to talk to you. But that's that's how the girls be, man. That's it. That's how they. I they think be. that's um possession though. That's some bullshit possession as well. Right. Like. like you don't own me out the gate. Like, you can't exactly. claim me. I can't claim you. You can't claim me unless we make a commitment to each other. We right. don't own each other's single. activities. If you're single, if you're single you could, you're free to do whatever the hell you want. That's just how I feel. Both men and women are free to do what the hell they want. I mean, but. Absolutely. I just don't, I just like, you know, it kind of, it, it, it kind of fucks me because when it comes to part of my language, it kind of irks me when it comes to that, like, I see more of the younger generation, like girls that's like at least thirty and younger, really be coming off that way. But when you you talk to the older women, you really be around the older women. They don't feel this way. They don't feel this way at all. You understand me? Yeah, and there's a definitely uh, there's a definite generational divide divide in terms of, of attitude. Course, of course. But you know, look, we're at where we're at, and um, you know, ladies. All of us guys here, we love y'all. <laughs> we are here for y'all. We are here to be a part of y'all community and be allies. That's right. And, 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 and be protectors of the community. And we're just trying to bring men more to a space where they can align with us and align with y'all as you know, as your shields and your partners and your lovers and and your brothers and your protectors and all that stuff. I think you know, we should really be working to bring everybody together. And I think there should be more of an encouraging spirit for men that approach this community. Um, I, I think there needs to be more of a, um, <laughs> I, just, I just think there needs to be a lot less animosity. And, you know, I think that's one thing that kind of made um, a lot of old school people like Monica Roberts special, you know, she was, she had that spirit of just welcoming everybody. And, you know, she was really on some, okay, bless his heart, but we're going to get you right. And we're going to bring you in. I'm not going to cast you out as that fetishizing devil. Everybody has a place here and I'm going to bring you in. And it's just like, we just need more of that spirit of just, I guess, like I said before, just grace and, and, and respect for the fact that we're on a journey like you're on a journey. We're growing into the people that we are going to be, the people that we want to be, that we're supposed to be, and you are doing the same mentally. You know, I, I get that there's a whole physical component to that, but I just think that it's it's really wild that uh, people in a community that is built on transitioning and transformation have completely not even considered the fact that a lot of these guys are on a, on a journey of their own to transform and become better men and become better allies to the community. So, you know, um, again, we here for y'all and, you know, by all means challenge men and, 
and and and, and um, you know challenge their ideas and have conversation with them and help them grow. But you know, I definitely don't think it should be a well. Here's what you need to know. You need to learn and listen and this, this, and this. You know, it needs to be a, a, a there needs to be a level of civility and, and less animosity. Because I mean, at the end of the day, a guy like me or another guy that just is well intentioned, we didn't have nothing to do with the hurt that happened to you. You know, that was trade, clients, all that shit. And, you know, yep. it's, yep. I mean, that, that is what it is. And, 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 you know, it happened and we empathize on that point. But I don't think any of us sitting here are openly uh, ready to, you know, take on the sins of all the trade and the clients. Like, yeah, we are here for you, but we're not here to get we're not here to take the punishment for, for what all these other guys did. And um you know, I, I really think that is something that I, I wish more. I wish I saw more women in a lot of these Facebook groups kind of understand, because I have to be honest, my, a lot of my interaction today is in Clubhouse and in Facebook groups. And, you know, I, I would say one thing that I learned through Clubhouse, you can't win them all. There are some people that are just set to be antagonistic of men and you know, there are some women in this community that just will not turn because their hearts have been darkened and hardened so much. You can't win them. You can't win them over. You can be the best guy in the world and you just have to be okay with people being where they're at, you know, as well. Um, <laughs> the trade. People are laughing every single time I, I, I mention the trade, but damn it, y'all talk about it enough. We're going to get hip to some shit. So, um but fellas, it has been two hours. This is the longest episode I ever done did. So, you know, look, look, yes, Jasmine, trade is still a thing. Um, trade is still a thing. And I have to be honest, what 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 I am going to say right now is gonna be incendiary as fuck. But I have to say, as a guy who has listened and heard the woes of the community and you know really tried to take in the trauma and, and, and experiences of women in this community. Um, I am really getting close to being completely done with hearing, you know, people talk about, well, trade did this to me, trade did that to me. But then you, you flip around and go into another room on clubhouse and talk about girl, but my trade and I got six trade right now. I got a trade over here in this city. I got trade over. Like you, you can't leave the pimp game for some reason, but you you complain about all your hoes out there, and it's just like at, at, at some point I I can't take both. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm tired. I can't take both. I I wish I could be a better person about this. I wish I could have more capacity for this, but you know I I just I have been hearing this for a few years now, and it's just like okay. Look, these men suck. These men do X, Y, and Z. All right, guys, let's be better. Let's do this. Let's encourage other men to be better, X, Y, and Z. But we still having our kiki moment about our trade. But you you can't have your kiki moment about your trade, but you're still upset about what trade is doing to you and how men treat you. Like you're holding on to the bitterness of it, but you can't give them up. I don't know. I think there's a contradiction there. I think there's some silliness going on there in uh you know, thoughts and, and opinions and views from Chris Patterson from the Men Like Us podcast. Uh, the thoughts and opinions of Chris Patterson are his and his alone. 
<laughs> uh, do not do not ascribe my opinion to anybody else on this stream right now. Uh, you know, this is my yeah. shit, niggas. Yeah, all, all I gotta say to that is that there was a club kid back in the day um, that went by the name of Trade, and it's crazy that his name is still ringing bells to this day. Wait, what? Is that where the fuck that shit came from? You shitting me? Nah. No, nah, nah, I don't think that's where it came from, but like he had a, like he was part of the group called the Club Kids, and you, you know they were basically you know I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they were a group in New York City that partied yeah. at Limelight and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and that, I don't think that's where it came from. Exactly, and basically like um he was part of it, and he went by the name Trade. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a movie about that? Yeah, yeah party monster. They were a group. Yeah, party monster, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, hey, Mike. Mike, you got a lot of background noise, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. You know what? So I got a new topic. Since we just gonna have our little own fucking clubhouse here, that niggas is just watching. <laughs> have our own little conversation. Uh, I just saw the news today. Season oh. three of Pose is the final season of Pose. Yo, why? I leave it to Mike. You know what? I thought. Yeah, Yo, you're gonna make me cry. I watch a lot of shows on FX. I watch a lot yeah. of shows on FX. And uh-huh. the way how they do their seasons, they like change the um. It keeps the same thing, but they kind of change the characters uh-huh. and the cast. So I thought that's what they was gonna do. And so Mike sent me the um um article, and I'm reading. I'm like, oh, this shit really going? I'm like, wow, damn, right at his peak. Yeah, Yo, literally, literally, that article just took my heart, ripped it out, and fucking danced on it. <laughs> actually, oh, it? actually, though, I mean, it's, it is whack, but three seasons, you know, that's a healthy, that's a healthy amount of season. Like, you think of like it's some of shit that's considered the best dramas ever, like Breaking Bad had what six? So it's like yeah, three, is, five. You know, Yo, my three. Band- is healthy, you know. So, yeah. yo, my my, my bad. The, the 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 article didn't dance on my heart, but it vogued on my heart. <laughs> Old style. Yeah. You know, I just think it's. I hate it. I hate it. I I, I this is this is an end that con, that's con, that is coming before the audience is ready for it. I think us as the audience, we want more pose. And I think they're going to come out with different shows, which is great. I hope they do. I hope so. I don't think they need to. I I am worried that it'll be a while before we see another show like Pose. I mean, we have these little dinky-ass reality shows, but a show on a big network like FX that that is really good and it tells great stories and it's a great introduction for a lot of people. Not only good stories. True stories. True stories. Uh, non-New York people have no had no idea that that shit was like I didn't know the the whole candy dying thing was based off a real story. And you know what? I never knew about ballroom. Yep. I, I never knew about ball. I like I, seeing this show was my first introduction to ballroom. Hmm. I'm a I'm a nigga from Wisconsin. We ain't got no goddamn ballroom out there. We barely got trans people. So it's like, oh wait, y'all they've been doing this for how long? Oh shit! But I mean, it's a I mean, really, I never lived in New York. I lived in Atlanta and Denver and Houston and Chicago. And 
I get that they have that there, but it's never nothing is like New York. Yeah, I mean Atlanta, Houston. You need to move here, man. Go to me and Mike here. Roy's only like an hour and a half away. Come on, man. Not even. (laughs) Right. Oh, uh, I want to bring in brother Mike Biggs because Ashley. Uh, wonder where where that six poppy come from? We actually got seven. Martell is joining us right now as well. But what's going on, Mike? You know, living life. Hey, you know. How y'all doing, oh brother? Doing all right, man. We've been on this Joker for a minute. We just chilling, shit. And I'm bringing on brother Martell. You've been commenting all night. Oh, Martell. Martell, the nigga with some real shit to say. How y'all doing? How y'all chilling, doing? Chilling. How y'all doing? Chilling, bro. Yo, yo, All right, man. Put that thing on the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a question, fellas. We got a question. Um, Claudette and ladies, drop some questions because we just gonna sit here and answer y'all questions some more shit. Uh, Claudette says, I have a question for all of you. What is your deal breaker when trying to get to know someone for a long-term relationship? What will end that idea? Um, actively, Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Actively. All right, I'm gonna moderate this, guys. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna start out with uh, brother, brother actively, Lex Newman. What first actively dealing with physical sex work currently? That is just not, that's not, you know, there's nothing against sex work, that's super dope, but you know, I got my own shit with infidelity, and you know, I really like the idea of one-on-one so somebody's like actively dealing and physically meeting clients it's like yeah that's what's up but not for the boy (laughs) fair enough it is a idea that's contradictory to monogamy um mike uh mike brooklyn what is your a deal breaker for you man my deal breaker is i've said this before but it's the biggest deal breaker i got is Mm -hmm. You taking what your exes did to you, and then instead of making them pay for their mistakes, you make me pay for their mistakes. Uh huh. I know that boy. Fair enough. Very fair. fair. Brother Roy, what's what what's one of your deal breakers, man? She don't smoke weed. Damn, that's some real shit. Listen, damn, we can't lay. If we can't lay in a bed, twelve o'clock at night, having a having a conversation, passing a blunt, then I don't know. Yo, 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 Roy, that that that's where you transfer from the friendly neighborhood weed smoker to the unfriendly neighborhood. Damn, fair enough. You know what? I ain't gonna lie. I've been worried about that myself because I'm not a smoker per se, and I, I have I have worried about some women, you know, thinking I was a stick in the mud and not not wanting to fuck with me because I, I I won't I'm not gonna be the nigga that smoke up with them. Like, but you know, I am starting to learn that a lot of them girls is like that that really are concerned with you know a nigga smoking up with them ain't really the ones for me anyways. But uh, brother Martell, what's a deal breaker for you? Man, if she don't have her, her her mental state together, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, everybody goes through things on this planet, and it's it that that type of stuff is impossible to escape. 
some go more some deal with more than others yes true enough but you know if she hadn't just really got a mental state together yet you know what i'm saying i need to know you mentally capable of being ready to, to know how to love somebody you know what i'm saying love mm-hmm. ain't just a word you throw around it's, it's knowing how how to love a person it's, it's it's like you know going to work you have to know how to do your job in order to work there or else you're going to be fired you know that's so. true and you know what? It's evident when we run across women. It's evident when we run across um, a woman in this community who doesn't love herself. It's it's like clear as day. And it's like you got some stuff to work on because you don't truly accept yourself. You don't truly love yourself. And me trying to partner with you is going to be a whole goddamn catastrophe. Again, like my friend, like my main man's oh, Cat Williams man. say, it's self-esteem. It's esteem of your motherfucking self. <laughs> so really gotta you know love yourself before you jump into some shit with somebody else. But uh brother Mike Mike Biggs, what's what's, what's a deal breaker for you, man? Uh lack of accountability. You know, Ooh. they can't open up own up to their own shit. You know what I'm saying? It's always somebody else's that's fault. A good that's shit that I just that's a good one. personally that shit fucks with me. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you're a human being, you fuck up just like everybody else. If you can't open up to that shit or own up to that shit, it's just kinda like I mean, are you working on yourself? Like, are you acknowledging you got some shit you got to work through? Because I do. Shit, I have to. <laughs> so if you can't do that shit, I, I just can't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Okay. Brother Trail, last but not least, what's the deal breaker for you, Brother Trail? <laughs> well, one, first thing for me, a selfish person. I hate a selfish person. All right, mm-hmm. that's one. Two, um, me personally, I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to spoil you in this department because I'm used to dealing with independent women. All right, me personally, I, I, I pay bills, I pay rent. I do not have time to be taking care of you at the same time. All right. Now, am I doing things for you? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say and say I won't do it. I will. I have no problem doing that, but I will not take care of you. I'm not with you. Right. You gonna have to get. You gonna have to be self sufficient and get it out there on your own. Now. Am I saying go sell ass? No. Start your OnlyFans. Because that's some ass shit. I ain't with that neither. Well, and, and to all the ladies, I'm letting y'all know, please do not feel offended by it. That's just just my personal, this my preference. Because I don't want to get a call saying, oh, your girl's been um, hurt, she's in the hospital, or she's worse, she's laying up in the morgue, come and identify the body. I cannot have that on my heart or my message. I, I have no family. So basically, my girl's going to be basically my family. So please, I don't want that. You understand what I'm saying? But you can start your only fans. I support you on that. I even come in every now and then with you on that. Hell yeah. But that, you know what I mean, that's you know what I mean. That, that's basically what it is. Because I know how it is out here. It's hard. So you know, I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna like, you know, put a ceiling on anything. But I'm just gonna know, like, yo, you know I mean it takes two. You wanna build with me? Let's build. I have no problem. I wanna do that. So yeah. Absolutely. And I feel you on that, bro. You know, my whole thought on that shit, you know, right now is, you know, I want to partner with somebody, but I'm looking to take my shit and take your shit and have more shit. Exactly. But, you know, the moment I take my shit and put it with your shit, well, I'm saying the the moment I have, I take my shit and put it with your shit and we got less shit, then that's a problem. Like, men want partners, not dependents. True shit. Right. 
So oh, I, I, I can go buy a dog and spend money on the dog. Like if I, I can go, like I, there are other ways for me to spend my money than on somebody that's not bringing anything to me. So you know, nobody wants a hey, partner. It's like I, it's like I tell a person, you know, what I'm saying I have a child already. And you know what? That is that leads us to the next question that was asked. Um, Katara Clark from Facebook she said, "I have a question. How do you deal with not being able to have children if you don't already have? If you don't already, does it bother you? And don't you think there should be funding for surrogacy for trans community? Want to pick our brains? So we're just going to talk about that first part real quick. How do you feel? Like does, I, I'll just say it like this: Does does the inability of a trans woman to have children really affect your relationships at all? And if it does or doesn't, are you, but then also I want you to share if you're having, if, if you are open to having children, like if you, if you are interested in having kids. So we're going to start the same. We're going to start out with brother Lex again, brother Lex, are you interested in having children and does uh, a trans woman's inability to have children, you know, does that affect you at all? I feel like it's not uncommon as a man to feel that biological imperative of like one day having a family. I don't think that that's uncommon, but at this current time, it's not some shit that I'm just thinking about like, yo, I can't wait to have, you know? So it's like, I'm more like, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Cause it's like she said, there's surrogacy, there's this, there's that, there's other ways that you could think about like, okay, how are we gonna actually have a kid I'm more focused on like getting into a situation that is so steady and, and consistent to where it's like, yo, I can even think about having a kid. You know what I'm saying? But like, that is not even on my mind at this time. So it doesn't bother me, but you know, it's something that I think about and it would be nice to have kids at, at some point in my life, but you know, um like she said surrogacy is definitely a good a good option and also can i say what was her name katora yeah. larry you're very pretty katora so you know just have to go ahead and say that miss clark but, <laughs> yeah i think uh having kids is something that a lot of guys think about if they don't have kids already um but yeah she's fine yeah, <laughs> okay like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, here we go. go. All right, bro. And so so I'm gonna just re reframe the question for everybody here. We just gonna rip through this. But Mike, I mean, are you interested in having kids? I would be interested in having kids eventually, <laughs> but I don't want to have a kid with just anybody. Like right. it's got to be a person that I feel like I'm gonna settle down with. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the children cost money. And, mm-hmm. and the way my bank account is set up, I, have a check where I don't have a savings. <laughs> you know? um, but, but but yeah, eventually um, I do want to have a kid. Um, personally, it's just unfortunate that my mom won't be here to see her grandchildren because she is in the process of passing away. Um, but yeah, eventually with the right person, I do want to have some kind of offspring 
Okay. Sorry to hear that about your mother, brother. Um, prayers to you and your family, man, on that tip. Um, you know, uh, everybody listening to this, you know, we're all, yeah, we are all on here talking about trans this, trans that, and, you know, men this and men that, but we got lives, we got families, and, you know, shit is happening out here. So, you know, we are three-dimensional creatures, believe it or not. Um, yep. And, you know, before we move on with the with the question for everybody else, just set the table. We all, all the guys on here, we all openly date women in the trans community. We are all men that have varied life experiences. We are very diverse. And, you know, um, you know, family is a big part of it in terms of what people do and don't want. That's a, that could be a deal breaker for some folks. Um, Brother Roy, do you, do you, are you interested in having children? Like, is that something you're looking for? Yeah. Um, I'm very interested. Um, I'm not opposed to it. So when I find my, when I find that wife and get married, We'll talk about that if she's okay. if she's willing, but if she's not willing, I ain't, I ain't worried. Okay, all right, brother Martel. I heard uh, you got some already, right? <laughs> well, you know, I already have a child. You know, she's about to be eighteen soon, so you know. I'm kind of, you know, moving forth through time here, you know, about to look at uh, being a grandfather in maybe about 10, 15, 20 more years. You know, I'm just being realistic, you know, with the numbers. You know, I'm, uh, you know, it is what it is. We all grow up. But, you know, if I happen to get with a sister and she wants children, then, you know, I'm open to really talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But it's nothing that I'm, you know, I'm going to press the issue about at all because, you know, I already kind of have that already in the bag. All right, fair enough. Brother Mike, Mike Biggs. What's up? Um, I'm all good with it. Like, uh, like, kids are a nice idea for the future, but like initially getting to know each other, starting a relationship, it's not the main focus, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to take care of everything else first <laughs> before you can bring a child in here because it's pretty expensive. You know what I'm saying? Pretty yeah. expensive. So gotta make sure there's a steady base first before we build a house. Yeah, you know they are. So, bro. Okay, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, brother Trail. I know you answered this before on this show, but say it again. Yes, I am already. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna really put my business full out there, but you know, me and my lady been talking and we are thinking about doing it, you know. But we wanna get very financially secure so we can really do it, you know. She wanna get pets, you know, two dogs and she wanna try them out first, call them have them call us mommy and daddy, which if a dog called me mommy and daddy, that dog gotta go. Period. <laughs> anyway, um, just being just being, you know, just being honest, you know. Yeah, we, we talked about that already. And, uh, am I looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am. But, you know, like I said, I'm just, can't have no dog calling me no mommy and dad. Hell, what? Huh? Got a what is this? Yeah, that's about it right there. There's only one Brian. That's all it needs. There's only one Brian in the world. I don't need no, I don't, listen, I don't want to see that. But, yeah. Okay. 
I, you know, and um, and that's great, man. And that is really dope that y'all are doing that. Um, and I think it's, it's, I mean, ladies, it's fellas out here that want that. They want that family life. They want that shit with y'all, really. You know, one of y'all at least. Um, but you know, there are a lot of women out here who want the same. There are a lot of women who want, who would love to be mothers. And I think there are a lot of women in the trans community that would make amazing mothers. So, you know, um, you know, that's yeah, just definitely a piece of the right puzzle. That, right quick, Chris? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Um, I feel, I feel, you know, I feel with uh, um, trans women, I think they could be very, very good mothers because they would give that love that they always wanted, not necessarily from their mother or father, but from what they wanted from everyone and give it to that child. And protect that child by all means. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I really, mm-hmm. feel, I really strongly feel that way about with the trans community and mothers. And to that second part of that question of the lady, what she asked, yeah, I want to dive into that too. Okay. Fair enough. Um, ooh. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, they, they, we got questions and comments, and I'm just trying to pick that next big one here. You know, I, I will say, you know, this one about age. You know, what is your cutoff age and dating or building with a woman? Um, what it, here's what here's the question I want to ask you, fellas. Would you date a woman five years or older than you? Like older, like at five years or more, like she's five years or more older than you. Would you date up that far? And I'm gonna I'm start it down low, brother Trail. Well, actually, brother Trail, you out? You in a relationship? Uh, <laughs> uh, brother oh, Mike, I Mike. Right quick. I have though. Yeah. I, I have. Like my my first um my first the first friends I was with, I was 19. She was 34. So yeah, I have. Okay, fair but, enough. Uh, brother Mike Biggs, would you date a woman that's over five years uh, older older than you? Yep. Yeah. Right. Brother Martel. Oh, <laughs> Brother Martel, would you date a woman that's more than five years older than you? Oh, yes, of course. If if the the right type of situation and chemistry is there, you know, hell yeah. But it's only so young. I'm gonna go. Uh, what's the cutoff there, bro? Um, at, at my particular age now, I'm 39, gonna be 40. So, like, I I have to say about maybe 29, 30, 29 being the max, lowest I'll just really go as far as a serious relationship. You know what I'm saying? People's minds tend to get more focused the older they get, and me, especially how I am. Me and a 20-year-old is just not going to get along. I'm sorry. I'm not one of those old dudes that like to date, you know, hot 20-year-old. It's not that necessary, you know. It's just not mentally going to be, you know, compatible. I like to be with somebody that I'm mentally compatible with. Mm, fair yeah, enough. We're talking about something real deep. Fair enough. Brother Lex, would you date a woman that's more than five years older than you? Yeah. You know, if, if it's if it's right now, if she's five years older and we're like on the same level in every way, I might look at it like, okay, what's happening here? But if she's like 
offering me <laughs> insight in life and like, you know, things like that for sure. That could even be more desirable than younger, you know? Um, but Fascinating. Her, her was like, what's the cutoff? Now, that's mm-hmm. a hard question. That's a hard question. That's super <laughs> you know, like, Obviously, well, what's what's your cutoff on the bottom half, like on 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 the younger half? Like, what age would you not date below? Like, actually date? Um, actually, being a whole ass motherfucking relationship with? Probably like I'm 33, so probably like 27, 26. Like, once you start getting to like 25, it's exactly. Like Marcel was saying it gets to be like a completely different stage of life. Like it's like your body is really equipped to go out and drink. You want to go and drink, and you ain't got no such thing as a hangover. You are just out of school if you're in school, or like your friends might be younger than you. Like it's just a completely different stage of yeah. life. So I'm not. That's the case by case too. Like it could be a very exactly. mature twenty four year old. Don't have any real responsibility at that age. Exactly. That's a big one. That's a huge mm-hmm. one. It's like, I have to go do this so that we can have this kind of shit. And you want me to be out till three on some, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ariana Grande. Can we stay up all night? Like, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to work. But uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's some real shit though. Shit. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It, it's a mindset thing, but I'm not gonna lie. I've been finding the mindset of women 35 and up to really be where I'm at, and like just younger than that. It's be a lot of. I, I've been meeting a lot of girls still on some fuck shit, and girls consume with the wrong priorities. You know, I, I think, you know, you're. I'm sorry, but for me, your look can't be your end all be all of everything you want out of life. You have to have a career or some dream or goal that you're working towards professionally. You gotta have a passion, you gotta have something else other than, I'm just trying to get my look together. And once I get my look together, that's, I don't have any like other plans. It's like, you know, plan one, get the look. Plan two, like it's just question marks. It's like, what what is your plan for your life? I, I can't, I am too, I'm 37 and I'm just in a place where I can't be with nobody that has no direction and no plan and they're not going anywhere. You know, like I'm not saying you got to be fully tailor made, ready made, but you got to be moving. You got to be doing something. You can't just be, well, I'm going to just party and I'm going to be a girl and just sound about it. Like, okay, sure, but what? what's your plan? <laughs> like, I'm again, looking, my, looking a long way though. You know, you might, you the might looks will. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the looks will get a hey, what's up? But the look will uh, only take you so far with a nigga of substance. You know, I, I, look, real yeah. talk. Looks you, you, you have to, like, you can fuck physically, but you have to be able to fuck mentally too. Yeah. Sure. I need that mental game. I need to have intelligent conversation with my woman. I need to be able to, to have some deep conversations and we just up late, like, wow, I just get a whole new insight to this person. Like, Sharing each other, but sorry, I'm, a, I, I'm not skipping over your mic. I'm coming back to you, bro. Uh, you know, Mike, it, really, it's would it bother you if a, if a woman five years older than you wanted to date, like in a serious fucking relationship? 
Not, I, honestly, my ex that I was engaged to, um, she was nine years older than me. Okay, fair enough. Brother, brother Roy. Nope, not at all. No age limits. All right, that's cool. Fair enough. No, it's, hey, it's, you know. it's age limits. It's age limits now. <laughs> oh, okay. Under twenty five. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fascinating how we all have limits on youth, and I think it's also a maturity thing. Um, you know, youth and maturity, but um, you know, uh, uh, dang it, sorry, showing this comment. Danae Collier says that's what they should be doing if they're young. Yeah. You know, look. I would say I would say there are older people out there giving young people bad advice. There is no wasteable time in your life. You fuck off your 20s, you're behind by the time you get to 30. Exactly. And like just Thank starting you. off like you Thank can't you. fuck off a whole time of your life and just say, "Oh, well, I can just do nothing Thank and I'll get it later." Okay, you'll get it later and you'll be making, you know, 40,000 less than your peer because you didn't spend you know, your 20s building a career that or building something or getting experience somewhere like it just can't be all fun and games when we're kids. Like I get that, you know, we're young exactly. and we can have sex and do our thing relationship wise and be single and out there. But we still have to be trying to grow and, 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 and setting our lives up for a future, you know, setting our lives up for whatever dreams or possibilities that we want, you know, um, so I, I I I'm not saying that's exactly what what Danae was saying, but it's like I hear that quite often, and I hear people just like think of their twenties as disposable, and it ain't. If you're in your twenties, you're listening right now. Take that shit seriously. Do not fuck off your twenties because you will be hurting by the time you're you're thirty. Um, yeah, based off whose standards though? Okay, we gonna go round for round on this shit because somebody <laughs> believes that the twenties should be disposable. All right. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it's 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 again the whole point of this is do not fuck off your life in your twenties. You're wasting an entire decade of your life. You know how much growth you can do in your twenties financially, mentally. You can even get some relationship experience and learn about yourself even more. Like this, the I, I get that you know you're young and you're supposed to have fun. But I just feel like sometimes people don't take life seriously sometimes off of the advice of older people because like, oh, yeah, you're young. Just fuck around. Have fun. And it's like, yeah, but then you're going to be broke by the time you retire because you ain't done nothing to build your life up. You know, you're going to be just trying to get your stuff together while people in their 30s looking for people who's already put together. You know. So by the time you get to a nigga like me, I'm like, yes, yeah, so I had my career for 13 years. I got this. I got that. What do you have? Oh, I got this puppy I didn't pay for. And, you know, living life. I had fun. Well, that's nice. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> so I just I just think there's, you know, some bad some bad advice going around out there. And then just people just aren't focused on that. I just I just hate it. I, it grinds my gears when I hate it. I, when I hear that, I just had to get that out. But you know, standards. Huh? By who standards though? Yeah, I don't know. I guess well, it's know, all about Jay-Z you know. Kind of pop that shit off with that uh, '30s and new twenty bullshit. You know, it right? Screw things up. 
I mean, who wants to be making entry level salary in their fucking thirties? Like, there's a reason why it's entry level because you can live off of that when you're young. And you know, I mean, young. Look, the way the whole system is built, it, it's still built for that traditional college experience. We are in college. People are used to roommates. You start out broke, making little early on. You have to live with roommates. You're more comfortable with that shit, and then you grow in salary to get your own and X, Y, and Z. But you know, if you're looking for these high powered niggas that's going to have all this money and be able to do X, Y, and Z for you. You got to bring something and nine times out of 10, no, 9.9 times out of 10, you're not going to have looks to bag that high powered guy off of just your looks. You're going to have to come with something else. So, you know, uh, it's just be realistic, but all right. Enough of Chris's Kevin Samuels moment and shit. Before before people start calling me Mr. Midtown and whatnot, I'm just, you know, you know, look, it is what it is. About the KS moment. Shit. Um, Sound like somebody we know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. I'm not falling into that. Never. Oh, Lord. But yeah, look, in. in, in Katara is right. I know no, somebody's look, I get that, you know, folks can be delayed and stunted by their transition and all that stuff. You know, uh, 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 I get all that stuff. And, and, you know, I get that there are roadblocks, literal roadblocks for women in this community to get the education, the income, all that stuff that they need. Um, you know, I just, and, and, and on that, on that, terms it's just you know a lot of times people in a certain place in their life just ain't for me it's for somebody else but not for me and i'm not shitting on whatever what's for everybody else i'm just talking about what's for chris so i need somebody who isn't uh you know and i guess comparatively a dependent for me but you know there's all good i'm just too old to be dealing with i'm just trying to find myself i'm i'm down near 30 i'm getting up to, to 30 i'm not 30 40 boo I'm getting close to 40. I can't be on that tip. So people are just in different phases sometimes. So um, anywho, um, yeah, I think that's really, I think that's all the questions we got. I think people are still commenting about, you know, being mentally mature and mentally immature with transition and all that stuff. And, you know, I think we, everybody on this call kind of gets that and uh, you know, we don't need to go back to two plus two when we're doing trigonometry out here. <laughs> what well, we already know. So, um, look, shit, I don't think we have any more questions, fellas. So, you know, look, this is an open forum. So if any of y'all got any other topics, then bring them out. And if not, we can we can call it a night. Um, I'm still kind of broken hearted over Pose over here. You know what I mean? Like I said, <laughs> they they vote all over my heart. <laughs> MJ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> MJ, I miss you. Haley's right there in Jersey. Well, this is a, a good point here from Katara. Um, you know, parents don't typically give give uh, uh, trans kids the tools to succeed. Um, you know, I think I think um, parents in general are just failing. I think a lot of parents fail their children in general when it comes to this stuff, you know, in understanding tools to succeed. I think on the men side of things, parents are failing to give our young black men tools that they need to 
to to to uh, 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 to understand their masculinity and, and not react in certain ways when people try to pull their card and you know give them tools to deal with deal with that public shaming instead of you know turn around flip around and being hyper mask like violence is that tool that they have a lot of times and they need more and I think you know parents in the community we're, we're kind of failing our young black men by not providing them with uh, you know the right tools to handle this shit. So that's why they, you know, have to grow up and learn in their twenties and whatever else. But it would be nice if folks did, you know, were, were supported a lot more by parents, but, you know, hopefully we'll get there someday y'all. Hopefully. And that's a whole nother subject right there. <laughs> subject. And we both, we all know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, um, look, uh, really, Jasmine, Katara, Danae, all the ladies, everybody, fellas, Troy, you know, uh, uh, Tony, everybody, thanks for joining us on this on this episode. It was a long one. We've been kicking it for a minute, but, you know, I think we've come to a natural conclusion in this show. We said a whole lot of shit. We talked in ass ton of shit. So, you know, thanks for sticking with us through all this, and, um, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, please come back at us next time and just keep commenting, share. Please uh, follow this, follow the podcast on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Um, uh, 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 follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, please. Uh, Mia, Mia says, call me Lex, goodbye. Lex, call Mia. Just pass that message along. Uh, <laughs> everybody, next time, come in the tank tops, everybody. We all need tank tops because, you know, apparently that's what's, that's what's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's funny. Wasn't oh, it? man. I got to remember that. Follow. All right. Hey, hey, we got a lot of brothers that need to be following here. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Katora. Good night, Mia. Good night, Katora. All right, um, brother Lex, tell everybody where they can find you. Hold on, I'm out of focus now. I'm talking too much, Matt. Um, yeah, you can find me Instagram Lex Newman, the same spelling as uh, right here, L E X N U M A N, or YouTube. Uh, I need to update some videos, but I do have some um, pretty classic standing series. The Newman Show. If you look that up, you should be able to find me. So, but yeah, Lex Newman. Pretty simple. Um, Facebook is Marcus Thompson. That's my government name, you know. So I'll go around telling everybody that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Brother Mike Brooklyn, where can they find you, man? Uh, they can find me at Twitter at Mike Brooklyn. Um, I got the Real Talk podcast on major platforms like Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the whole nine. Um, but I post a lot of stuff on my Twitter page, like including the Men Like Us podcast and everything. So, um, yeah, they can find me over there. All right, Brother Trail. Um, Tell the King folks King where King they can find you, man. Platforms. Yeah, King Lee Trail together on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All that. All right, brother Roy. Facebook, Roy Plump. Roy Plump, Martel. Hey, 
Martel, where can they find you, man? Oh, right here. Facebook action. Martel the Demigod. Bring right, me up. Mike. Hey, Mike Big. Where can they find you, man? Michael T. Biggs. That's pretty much it. I do got Instagram, but I don't go on that shit. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Everybody, Men Like Us Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Please get leave us a review. Give us five stars. Share this episode. Find it. Find us everywhere. Wherever we at, share us out to all your friends. Share us out to all them thirsty-ass niggas that's in your DMs. Like, ladies, it, we really need y'all to help us amplify this shit. So... Y'all got y'all y'all got the niggas that we need to be talking to. All them fuck niggas that's at you. Send you know send us to them. Like send send the link directly to them. So you know it's a lot of yeah. See it's a, we, we out here to teach each other. We out here to teach and help each other. Y'all don't got to do it. Send us to the niggas and we'll take care of them. Yes. We have a Facebook group, the Men Like Us Tribe. All men watching this, listening to this. It's a men's only group. It's our it's our men's only support group for men who are attracted to women of trans experience. We get we share experiences in there. It is not a porn trading group. It's not any group for nudes. We don't share pictures of women. We talk real talk. We share our opinions on different topics. We share our experiences. It is a support group. It is a great place for all of us to uh, 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 to come together and grow. So uh men like us tribe facebook group it's a great place for all the brothers to be all right y'all with that we is out thank you for joining us this has been a crazy long episode but it's been dope as fuck so thank you for listening and we'll be back i don't know next week maybe we can have peace Deuces.